0: Hello everyone, welcome to Drop Frames for Europeans, at least for the next two weeks. We're going to be an hour early every week, so you get to see us, uh, you know, it's it's a special gift. We're really happy about it, we're excited about it. Just like our guest today who's not here, but he's still on time because Daylight Saving Times has not affected uh, Australia yet. So, he's going to join us. I don't have eyes. Everything's just in complete disarray. <laughs> welcome to Drop Frames. Oh, back. God. It, do, am I like event horizoning right now? Is that. Yes. <laughs> what is the line that he says in Event Horizon? Uh, I forget what it was.
1: Where we're going, we won't need eyes. I think that's. Or right. eyes to see or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that.
0: Uh, Zeke, welcome back. How was the break? How was.
1: Baltimore. I'm sorry, Zeke is not here right now. Oh. In his place, he has put a recording because oh. he is still in bed for another hour. Oh, okay. Um, That's <laughs> totally valid. No, Baltimore was great. Um, I mean, it's as good as Baltimore gets. Which uh, like how good
0: would you say? Like where we would? Where...
1: It it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> uh, we went to uh, the reason why we went there is because it was my my lady's birthday. And, uh, she lived there for many years and we went to visit her old haunts, like her old favorite places. Like we went to her favorite bagel place, favorite coffee place, you know, breakfast, you know, all that kind of stuff. We went to the aquarium. Uh, we went to, we went to DC. I'd never been to DC before. So we went to DC and we walked around. I went to, we time kind of got away from us. We were going to do more Smithsonian stuff, but, uh, time kind of got away from us. We, by the way. If you go there like to DC and you want to do rent a fucking get a scooter or one of those like fucking city bikes or something like that yeah. like seriously cuz we like it was walked like 8 miles <laughs> like around the whole like you know everywhere yeah and it was just like i didn't need to walk that much <laughs> like it would have been just fine on a scooter nice which i wish i would have done also i'm overweight and my feet hurt anyways so time kind of got away from us. So we went to. We only had one Smithsonian that we could go to, oh. um, with the time remaining. We had like an hour left of the day, so we went to the U.S. History Museum and saw some like, you know, U.S. Americana shit. Yeah, Edison and we saw Julia Child's of uh, kitchen that they recreated. You know that kind of shit. Did you do? It was the, really fun. Uh,
0: did you do the wire tourist uh, adventure? Is that a thing? No, that's a
1: joke. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if they took us on a tour of, like, this is where, uh, you know, Omar, like, shooting you know, people. like, that would be, a, and this is like know, be, know, this is Amsterdam. E, e, like. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be rough. Uh, it'd be, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it would be a little scary sometimes too. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. But yeah, so no, I, I didn't do that. But yeah, we did, we did lots of fun stuff, and. uh... uh I took a picture of the Washington Monument up my up my butt, so that was fun.
0: Nice, a beautiful America. Excellent uh, trip. Yeah, just ten out of ten. Yeah, and all American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Code, did you go on any uh, big trips the past week? Baltimore, DC, anything like that? You know, tour the U.S.
2: No. Oh,
0: oh, mm. okay,
2: nothing. Yeah, Nothing. kind of kind of boring over here.
1: <laughs> Got some trees you got some trees got some trees that's a, yeah mm. wait hold we're this, actually gonna have to be doing that soon yeah
0: are you saying cut or got i don't know if this is a rich person thing or an everyday person thing yet that's this that's both words combined code that doesn't make <laughs> sense <laughs>
2: no we just got we got uh, we got some seedlings that we uh, oh okay so i wouldn't really call it a rich person thing i actually I thought you went and got like was trees treated. from somewhere no, else not like giant and transplanted yeah, no, no, them no. to just, your property yeah no we're um we're putting up like uh some some blockers and stuff for neighbors and things like that so got it okay just a row of trees so you never have About to see your neighbors yeah yeah kind of
0: yeah yeah works out it works out
2: uh, well, now we get to
0: do a 40-ish, 50-ish minutes of things that we can talk about that Skill Up wouldn't have an opinion on or want to talk about. That's going to be the show here for the next little bit while he uh, wakes up. It's 4 a.m., by the way, at least. I think it's 4.11 right now in uh, in Australia. So he was already waking up early for us. And then he's waking up even earlier now. Uh, But, yeah. They call it like 40 minutes of stalling but uh we could talk Zeke's favorite things and that's path of exile and path of exile related things that uh, that Co brought up to me earlier called last epoch oh, yeah. uh you were you were trying to sell me on this game and we I silenced the conversation and said let's save it for the show uh yeah. so what what is that this whole thing the news is that uh, last epoch hit like 0.9 uh they're still yeah. not at 1.0 yet this past oh. week. Uh, it was the multiplayer patch, and they did a bunch of like sponsored yeah. streams around it, and I think they got you addicted. Yes. Okay. Why? What? What is it about so, this game that that has gotten you addicted? I'll pull up some bots.
2: So first of all, it's not done. And it has some bugs. Okay. Um, but the thing I like about it is it. it I feel like, um, you know, how we've actually talked in the past about, and I, well, me specifically, and most long-term Path of Exile fans then took out the crosses and attempted to banish me. But I've, I've spoken about how I kind of wish Path of Exile would have um, a way to, like, load a build into the game. And it would kind of, like, show you, you know, where it goes or at least suggest things. I wish that sure. whole experience was a little bit more guided. Uh, and I feel like in a lot of ways, I feel like in a lot of ways, Lost Epoch is an ARPG-like Path of Exile, except it's taken a lot of the lack of approachability that Path of Exile is kind of famous for and done something about it. So
1: the okay. crafting is more. Yeah, if I may, if you want to pronounce it correctly, it's epoch. It's
2: it's epoch. <laughs> they actually say it in the game as epoch, and I and I. Oh, do oh so they think pronounce it in the game. Thing. Yes, apparently <laughs> okay. in there, there are there's a British accent in okay. the game, and apparently in Britain, it is pronounced epoch. And then is in it? America and other places, it's pronounced epoch or ep- epoch. Yeah, like with a U. So I, I do know and yeah, I I actually went like if you Google it and look and Google mm-hmm. the word epoch, it's it's pronounced epoch. But because it's a British accent in the game, they actually say in the game epoch. Like they say it like oh, that. Wow. So Okay. <laughs> it's it's a thing. Anyway. Um so oh, so I'm the I hate it. So it's the show about the
0: Chrono Trigger airship.
2: The devs are apparently huge fans, and like, there's even a zone in the game called the End of Time. So, I mean, like, it, it, there's oh. there's clearly some Chrono oh, Trigger nice. in okay. the game. All right, um, just lead. With basically, that next like, time. I might check it out. This, for instance, you get five. There's all, you get a bunch of skills. You get you get subclasses. You get a base class, and then they all get skills. And then, like here, you can pick five of them, and every single skill has something like that, which is like a big spider web of ways to enhance it, or change it, or give it additional stuff. Um, you also have a passive skill tree for your main class and your subclass, um, and it's basically it it feels like Path of Exile if Path of Exile were actually approachable. <laughs> that's that's what Fair. this game is. I'm playing without any kind of a guide, and I and I'm having a good time with it, and um and it's and it's it's just it's really fun. The way that items and crafting is done is super intuitive. So an item has like a, a this thing called forgeability, which is like a number, like twenty eight. And then you get all these shards that are all sorts of affixes, uh, prefixes and suffixes. And you can just add them on based on how much forgeability a weapon has left. And then there's like modifiers and stuff. And there's some RNG if you want to do it. But it makes it so, it is so much easier. And you can just do this wherever you want. You don't need to be a station or anything. You just do it whenever you want. So it makes it so it's so much easier to like make builds or fill in gaps in your build if you need like more health on hit or if you need like more health regen or mana regen or, s- or certain resistances. So it's uh, it's just, the, the TldR is it's a much it's an ARPG that has in many ways the depth of path of exile but is so much more approachable and just easier to deal with in like a casual way so yeah I'm only I've only been playing it for nish hours and I still have a huge amount to learn and a huge amount to um, to you know go in and, and and figure out I also also apparently the end game is oh this is a totally different thing we can talk about. Um, see all those down down votes? <laughs> yeah, why? is but, it being uh, downvoted to help? Well, let's finish oh, your hell. thought and then we'll yeah. talk about it. But that. anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. And and I and it really I was expecting to do the sp- people have been asking me to play Last Epoch for the longest time. Same. And I and I've always just kind of put it off. And when the sponsor stream came along, I was like, okay, finally, a reason you know, let's just do it. Let's figure it out. Let's see what this game's all about. And sure enough, it's a really solid, well-made ARPG. Um, I'm very much looking forward to 1.0. It's gonna be nice because you can play it now. And then, you know, learn a little bit about it, and then Diablo 4 will come out, and we can get all exhausted with that, and then the 1.0 is supposed to release, like, towards the end of the year. So, hmm. uh, I'm, uh, it, it's, yeah, it works out pretty well. So, here's, like, the character passive tree, and then you can see there's three subclasses, and you can even spec into parts, like, halfway points in the subclasses you don't pick. So, that means there's, like, even more stuff that you can do with your build if you want to. Um and yeah, i my current, my current class is a spin to wins type thing, but I've changed it up like three or four times and I've spected a void night, which has its own thing. And it's, uh, it's been cool it's been very cool.
1: How come a- your character doesn't have like, like f- flaming wings and like, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, sparks and shit, like flying out of it at all times. Like your guy looks, cause he's not, he's not powerful.
2: See. Yeah. He's not powerful. <clears> is why. No, the real reason is, is first of all, this is a buy to play game, so you do you do spend. I think it's uh, what 35 thirty five, twenty five or thirty five dollars. Um, I, I, it, it's not that expensive. But there is also going to be a cosmetic cash store in the game that is not in yet. Uh, they do have as part of their like tenants a pledge to never do anything outside of cosmetics on their store. Wow. So um, it's, the store will always be cosmetic because the game again is buy to play, so it's not like a, a, a free to play game. So that's not where their main money comes from. But yeah. That's where they are with that. And the store is not in the game yet, which is why I don't have giant flaming wings and, you know, awesome fire swords.
0: Okay. Oh, that's a yes. big inventory.
2: Yeah. Your inventory is huge. You have a bank as well. Uh, there's a built-in loot filter that you can, like, very easily set your own rules You can also import your own rules if you want to. Um, yeah. It's very, it, it's it's super qol and intuitive. So if, if gold, this gold auto picks up doors, auto open when you run through them. Wow. Like, oh, the technology exists.
0: That's wild. technology, I know. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if this is point 0.9, what is not in the game yet? If 1.0 is the, there? um,
2: the big, they have a big trading system on the way. Apparently they're, they're saying it's going to be huge and innovative and that's coming later. Uh, also the last act of the main story is not in and I, and I can't talk too much about this yet, but I hope to next time we, we chat about it, maybe next week. Um, the end game apparently is not fully done yet either. There, there are like three things to do in the end game. The main one being a mapping style system. Oh. Um, but I, I, from what I understand that stuff is not really fully in yet. Okay. All right. yeah, there's also more, a couple more subclasses for a few, uh, classes that are planned as well. Oh, okay.
0: So some of the classes just, how many classes are there in total? Four five? There are
2: five subclasses. And I think the goal is to have each class then have three subclasses.
0: Oh, so five classes with three subclasses. You mean... I think, okay, yeah. Got it. I would assume that's right the, standard, now some of them are missing. the standard fare of, like, fighter, rogue, cleric.
2: Yep, there's a, there's a rogue, sentinel, uh, primalist, which is a shaman that can kind of go into okay. a druid or that kind of thing. There's an acolyte, which is kind of like a lich necromancer thing, and then uh, a mage. Got it.
0: Okay. Hmm.
2: Uh, performance-wise, runs well? That's great. I have had no issues with performance. It's, it's been running fine, and all that's good. From appearances, it looks more uh, like Diablo Tui
0: than than Path of Exile. Zoom, zoom. Does that change or is yeah,
2: this Not really. No, okay. it's 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 pretty much like this. There's not like a most movement skills have cooldowns. Um, there's not huge groups of enemies, so it's 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 got a, a bit of a slower feel to it. Now, of course, again, I, I have to. Keep mentioning it. This may change as you go further into the game, but yeah, so yeah. far it's been a much kind of slower, more methodical fare than a than a you know frantically flying through maps Poe experience. What what is the like level cap? Is it a? I don't know. Okay, somebody in chat can probably answer that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's a hundred, if it's standard or or what. Do you know how long it takes to get through a campaign generally?
2: Uh, Oh, level cap is a hundred. Thank you, chat. And uh, no, I don't, as I've not finished it. And I, and I'm really taking my time with it. Like I, 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 I'm playing just to learn my class and level it and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, I'm not flying to end game or anything like that right now. I think one of the big, that'll all come later.
0: One of the bigger detractors for folks to play POE every single league is they have to redo it. Have they commented on that? Is there a, do you have to redo the story every single time they
2: like, are there going to be resets? Have they talked about any of that? I have no idea. Okay. I'm a very new last epoch player. So I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely getting into it, but uh, all, all that kind of stuff, I'm not sure.
0: Okay.
2: Chat uh, somebody chat says they will have seasons.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. They have cycles is what they call them there. There you go. So, but seasons will begin after 1.0. It looks like. Huh. All right. Do you think this Look has, saying there are ways to skip story. Oh, interesting. I hope
0: non monetary ways.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I would assume so. I would so. assume so they, they, because a, of what they, they said. Again, their testament wise. is that cosmetics only will be in the store. So if, yeah. if, I'm sure if they were to start doing tomfoolery like Ada to Skip, that, that would the community would most likely riot.
0: Yeah, okay. they're saying there's like dungeons to do skip parts for the story. So that's kind of oh, interesting cool. how they're handling that. It seems I've seen like dungeons
2: on the map, but I haven't done them yet.
0: Okay. It, it, it does seem like all of the conversation around poe they were able to kind of like pick and choose the things that they're able to tackle uh and implement those into this game so that's that's a cool thing uh let me ask you this do you think it has enough from what you've seen and what what interest that you've seen both in your sponsored stream and just the community in general does it have enough to like exist on its own or is this going to be the game that you play when poe and and diablo are like off season
2: there are things I like about this game more than Path of Exile. Yeah, and I think that if the devs keep pouring time into it and they and they keep growing it out, that it it absolutely could be a parallel experience, just like Diablo and Poe. Um, like I, I think that it's it's a very cool system. It has some some great systems to it. Uh, of course, longevity. I I couldn't answer that at all. It would all it would all really depend on how much they put into it and how much more they you know there is to do. I mean, you know, it's it's not a grim dawn where you just basically get you're done with it and then it's you know one and done. But it is a buy to play game. So you know that's going to be like as a buy to play game with only a cosmetic shop. At some point they're going to go. Okay, we need to go make our next buy to play game. You know, and at that point is going to be like grim dawn. We're just kind of like you know you're done. You have your few characters and that's it. Uh, or is it going to be like a living thing, like Path of Exile, in which case I think it very well could turn into a Grim Dawn, where it's like, oh, if you played Grim Dawn, cool, you played it, okay, well then you're done with it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it's kind of up to the devs in terms of of how much how many resources they want to put into that to make it whatever they want it to be.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious with it being like a buy to play game. If they if they are doing the cycle or the seasons, uh, which it seems like they are what those cycles or seasons look like in terms of adding to the game and like where they continue to make the money for that or if they're just gonna rely on the, the 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 buy the $30 buy and and see if that's enough that
2: i don't know We'll we'll see how that works out we will definitely have to see i'm i'm as interested as you are in most of those questions right um Someone in my chat
0: said they're going to offset the cycles with PoE, so it's likely mid-season for PoE when they launch their cycle.
2: That's just smart. That's smart. Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. Um,
2: and then it becomes a question of you're not choosing. It's just like, why not both?
0: Right. Right. Man, you do have a lot of uh, inventory space. That was the first thing that mm-hmm. kind of surprised me.
2: Yep. Looks like the same equipment. You can the camera nice and wide out, too.
0: Yeah. Looks like the same equipment pieces as PoE. Kind of very similar very to UI similar. there.
2: There's a lot of standard ARPG in the game for sure. Um and then it, it has its little hints of flavor here and there. That's that part on the top right there is your idol section, which are basically passive buffs and as you go through side quests you unlock that whole region and you can slot items in tetris style to then like have different a passive like matrix buff system essentially.
0: It's very like it's uh mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Huh? Well, i'll keep an eye on it I, I i was telling my chat i'll probably jump in whenever 1.0 comes out um because mm-hmm. like trading doesn't exist in the game right not yet nope not
2: really yeah not really no
0: okay i i wonder how that affects i i guess everyone's playing ssf uh because of that at this point in the game uh is there a hardcore mode uh already in? there is
2: okay yep you can do that if you
1: want to for sure cool there uh, someone said there's an is there an auto sort button for the uh, yes inventory? there's auto sort yep
0: that's helpful that, that, yep.
2: That might uh, a lot of little QL goodness yeah
0: might be the trick for yeah for, some people. for sure
2: <clears throat> huh okay all right that's uh, it's it's very PoE there's enough little stuff where I would say like especially with how much you play PoE I would say give it a try yeah so even if you just play it for a stream just you know see if it has stuff you're interested in
0: yeah Zeke, does this do anything for you? Or you uh,
1: apparently I've played it. Like this game has been out for a while, yeah? Yeah, like released in early access in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. It's actually coming up on yeah, April. April of twenty nineteen is when it was released in early access, I guess. And I apparently I've, I've played almost two hours of it. So probably for an indie day, maybe? I don't know, man. Maybe but it, yeah, it the last time indie. I played it was May twenty twenty. That's the only that's the time that I played it.
0: Huh? That would have been yeah. nine months ago, or no, twenty twenty. Okay, never mind. That's twenty twenty. Yeah, that's at least yeah three years ago. Yeah. Wow. Huh? I All
1: looked right. it up. I was like, oh, let me look it up on Steam. It's like you own this. I was like, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, apparently, a
2: friend of the show Zizzer, uh, Zizzerin Ziz, 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 Zizzy. uh Zizz 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 Zizzy made a video Ninja. called "Things Last Epoch Does Better." And apparently um, that may be something to check out if you're interested on getting up. If you're a POE player wanting a more thorough breakdown. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. I'll (laughs) check that out. What else has been going on? I know you guys both watched the streamer awards last night. You were glued to the screen. Couldn't get enough of it. Was that last
3: night?
0: Yeah. The streamer awards did. They it's, you know, there's the streamer awards and then the Oscars. Two big events for both of you uh, that I know you're watching very closely every single year. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Zeke, what are you looking Dude. up? I could just tell you. I watched it in full.
1: <laughs> no, I know. Stream, I'm just, I'm, I'm.
2: Go ahead, Co. Go ahead. I was going to say, StreamWords has gotten big. It had like uh, 250K-ish, I want to say, watching it. Like most of the major IRL streamers and, and those guys were there. A lot of YouTube folks were there as well. Um, they had, it's, it's, it's oh, 340K on the mainstream. Damn, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh to QT. She she pulled off a big show and apparently it is huge. Yeah, I was and gonna... of course the main the main goal, LSF was flooded with clips this morning, so <laughs> that's that's how I knew it had happened last night, which is awesome. Right. Um yeah, so good stuff. I don't Got apparently a huge win for all involved.
0: I know that they allowed restreaming this year. Uh as long as uh, it was if select- you weren't invited. Well no, if you so
2: what I could have restreamed
0: because I wasn't invited. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. But what what uh, QT re- re- respectfully requested of her audience is if you were invited and didn't come, please don't restream unless you are, like, selected. Like, voice yeah. Critical and a few others like that. And somebody was like, wow, that sounds ridiculous. Why would you do that? And she said pretty bluntly, and I completely understand why, she was like, because I don't want to encourage people to not come just so they will stay at home and restream it. Makes it's sense. Like, that makes sense. Like that's, you know, that makes sense. It's, so yeah, yeah, that's uh and, and of course she's not, she's not going to DMCA people. She's just saying, please don't. Um, yeah. And it looks like almost every major streamer respected it, which was kind of awesome. So,
0: I mean, most of them were there for sure. That's true. The, um, yeah. the, the, the winner of uh of streamer of the year though, Kai was not uh, for whatever reason, he did not uh, attend, but pretty much like everyone that is of that, type of streamer that frequents LSF or is frequently on LSF was pretty much there in person. Um, mm-hmm. and so it, it seems like a, a rather another successful event they had a, compared to last year. Uh, there were, there were two pretty big changes. One, they were sponsored out the wazoo this year. Last year they had yeah. like Fansley and like a couple smaller sponsors this year. The pre-show was brought to you by AT&T. They had a step and repeat that had like, um, damn, they had a step and repeat that Dang. had like Twitch and uh and t behind it and like all of the presenters. Now, I don't know if this was part of the sponsor or if they provided wardrobe, but they were wearing like Dolce & Gabbana and like crazy, crazy uh, outfits in terms of just money spent on that. Um, Spotify
2: apparently was there too. KFC as well. Yeah, Down Spotify the, there was there on go. that
0: step okay. and repeat. That's right. KFC did a full on. Boom. KFC did a weird. So they sponsored. They kind of went the Keeley route. And sponsors were sponsoring awards. And one of the ah. awards was, and I forget which ones, it, it was for like uh, rising star <sighs> and three other awards. And essentially it was a goof, right? So they like cut to Ludwig who was in the audience and he had a bunch of KFC on his, um, table that they had like ordered through DoorDash or whatever. Um, and so then they cut to a sponsor plug and it was like, it, it was a poker table and he doubled down the KF the double down sandwich from KFC. And so then Mm -hmm. they go back to the awards and for the next four awards, if you won, you could take the, it was either 3000 or $4,000 or double it down for the next award. And so everyone doubled it down. And so the fourth award was like 24,000 or something like that. Um, and they doubled it down again and then KFC gave away 50,000 double downs to chat. They put up a QR code and said, like, here's free food, use it. And so, like, mm. kind of a cool sponsor cool. thing. Yeah. But it's Kinda also cool. just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, it's it's a money making endeavor, right? It's
1: not just yeah. a prestigious endeavor. Hey, it's, so. PR. it's PR. It's yeah. PR. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but honestly, it's like if Crisco was a sponsor and it's like, we're giving away fifty tubs of Crisco. Who wants it? Like Yeah. yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, I, uh, I, what am I gonna am I do to with that? Send... Like if Double Town is just like I don't know if what you, to do with this. Are you trying to kill me?
2: <laughs> if you order a KFC sandwich from their app, you get a free Diablo for closed beta code.
0: That's correct. Yes. If you and you mm-hmm. the thing is is you have to use Uh-oh. the app to order it. Uh to, and that to way be able it's on your get phone
2: and they can give you notifications and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh so US only. Of-
0: a lot of people have been getting double downs okay. for Diablo four access for this next weekend, double downs instead of, uh, instead of buying the like full game or whatever and getting pre-order access that way. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Diablo four anyways. Well, uh, okay. Someone like call a double down as gross as you want, but like, I've never when, had I one. Go to, when I go to KFC, like I eat the ingredients of a double down, Like I just I don't eat it all at once, but I eat the ingredients of it. I eat like two pieces of chicken and like whatever's in the middle. I'm sure. Yeah. So what is
0: it? Two chicken fillets with cheese in the center. Is that what a double down is? isn't
1: there bacon involved too? Is it not bacon? Yeah, yeah. chicken bread. Two pieces of chicken is bread, uh, bacon, cheese, some sauce. I think in the middle. I'm not sure.
0: Okay.
2: Oh, and bacon. Yeah, cheese and bacon. By the time you're like getting close to done with it, isn't doesn't it just become a mess? It sounds like it. Yeah. Like I mean this the, the like the crispy part comes off the chicken and like it doesn't stay together and like I I don't
1: Oh, it's how you it's eat it. definitely. They know it's a joke. They like KFC is not not blind to the fact that like this thing is greasy, messy and just an <laughs> affront to every like culinary person, like any you know anybody who likes food. Like this is just like an offense to them. Okay. And they're like, "Yep. Like how do you eat it?" you probably don't like you put it in your mouth and you chew yeah that's how you eat it you set it in something bowl shaped and then you like just grab handfuls of it with your and shove it in your mouth like that's how you eat it double down
0: got it okay yeah makes sense makes (laughs) sense
1: well
2: i've never had one, so i haven't I, either we'll have,
0: yeah. have to try them sometime yeah the advertising works because we're still talking about it in great that's detail
2: that's true <laughs> still and I, gar- I guarantee you at least one person watching is like me, i'm gonna try that i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get that right now
0: <laughs> yeah i am yeah so uh that was there uh, i'm trying to think what what are some of the other notable things that uh that happened uh, we could read through the award winners if you want. I I would be surprised if you guys recognized any of the names. Uh, especially I think Co might recognize some of them. Zeke probably I, not.
2: I, yeah, let, let let's hear them. Let's hear them.
0: Okay, let me. Uh, I don't even know if they. Let's see if they. I'll updated. let you know if I don't recognize one of any of them. Let's see if they've updated the website with the winners. Uh, winners. Hmm. Okay, yeah, great. Here we go. I've got all the winners. Uh, Let me pull them up. I'll show them on stream. They did indeed update their site. Here's the website. Uh, They did sell tickets, so they had a live audience. That helped the show a lot. Uh, On the the ground floor was all the streamers, and then up in the mezzanine was the the crowd, and that added to the jokes and everything. They had some, uh, the, the opening had your usual affair of roast. That was really interesting. Uh, <laughs> all of the different. So? I mean, they straight up. I don't even know. Like how, some people probably won't even understand, or this is the first time they're hearing any of this. They talked about uh, uh extracurricular activities on his recent uh, subathon as a joke. Uh, mm-hmm. They talked about. Um,
2: Wait, there was there was numerous. Okay, never mind.
0: Yeah, don't get into it. Not going to it. Yeah, that's some pretty brutal ones. Uh, there was a bunch of digs at Twitch about taking fifty percent of the revenue uh, from streamers. That was a pretty funny one,
2: as, especially as sponsor, when,
0: <laughs> especially as Twitch was a sponsor for the show. Uh, <laughs> so Yeah, okay. uh, they, they rolled a full-on Fansly ad with profiles of Fansly creators, uh, with Twitch sponsoring the show as well. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, Cutie had a, a a joke or a shot at uh, deep fakes uh, in the show. Uh, given all of that re- recent uh, controversy, nice, so nice. Yeah, it, the the opening was 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 pr- pretty spicy. To be honest, I was kind of surprised uh, that the things were in there. Were in there. These are the winners. Uh, there's 28 categories. We can go through them all if you want. Uh, that's up to you. Best MMORPG RPG streamer, Asmongold. Uh Now, maybe before we get in these, do they have how these are voted on? Uh, cause it is fan voted, but I think there is also a panel. Cause I'm sure that so, question will come up in chat.
2: Questions about voting
1: right there.
0: Uh, you find most terminology for streamers, that are best. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Someone saying 70% fan, 30% panel. Okay, there we go. That's I what I'm looking for. I don't know how true that is. That's oh yeah. There's for. a couple people confirming that. Yep. 70, 30, 70 fan, 30 panel, which is, which is cool. Like, they give the fan yeah. the most vote, but also, like, it's going to be completely unsurprising. Like, it's not going to be a... You know, the winners probably aren't going to be that surprising to you. You're going to be like, oh, that's the one I've heard of.
2: Yeah. There was a whole category for Souls-like.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: so, we had Best MMO, Gold won that. Best Souls-like streamer, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Meek, I think it's Miss Mika. Uh, she is the oh. soul streamer who defeated oh, Elden Ring the yeah. on the DDR pad. And then yeah. also... Defeated Elden Ring on a DDR pad and also a normal thing at the same time, or say, like just insane feats, yeah. uh, just crazy things to to do in Elden Ring. Yeah,
1: insane feats with feats. Yeah, I oh, say, it's pretty cool to see Lobos on there. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's like I'm on this entire list. Like, there's only like two or three people that I that I actually know personally, like have and have met. Right. Yeah, kind of so like, yeah.
2: sad we didn't see we didn't see peeve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. There, like there's it a been lot a of no brainer.
0: Uh, our our communities are definitely on the outside of all of this. I would say yeah. uh, our our show, social spheres and, and communities for sure. Uh, best art streamer and potentially the best streamer name Meat Canyon. Absolutely love that. I'm a fan of them just from the name alone. Oh, um,
2: Dia was there. He is awesome. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, strategy game, not, not streamer. to be confused with. It's not meat cannon. No, <laughs> that's a totally different thing. No, yeah, <laughs> that's what they that's fire my double out That's, double of-
0: that's yeah. true. That's also yeah.
1: true. Yeah. Uh, Box Box was
0: best strategy game streamer. Best chess streamer was Gotham Chess. Uh, best League of Legends streamer Tyler One. Best battle <laughs> royale streamer was it's Timmy. Uh, best music streamer was T Pain. Thought that was kind of funny because <laughs> like, okay. yeah, sure that that checks out. Uh, FPS streamer was ASUS. uh, speedrun streamer was point crow. Uh, hidden gem was <coughs> King, uh, King games a lot or King's game a lot. Probably <laughs> messing that name up. IRL streamer, Jake and bake live or is the, uh, is the presenter stated Jake and bacon. That's what they call Sam a name? lot. <laughs> King Sam lot. Okay. Oh, thank you. There you
2: go yeah. good for him, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jake he's and a, bake he's an OG. Yeah, man.
0: For sure. Uh, best Roleplay streamer was uh, Phantom. Valorant streamer was Kaide. Kaide's acceptance speech was probably the best. Uh, the setup to the acceptance speech was that a week or two ago, Kaide announced that she has, uh, unfortunately, uh, leukemia. And in her uh, acceptance speech, she said that she was surprised, but that she had spoken with uh, cutie Cinderella before the event, and this was her make-a-wish. And I thought that was a pretty... Like a good dark humor,
2: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think I, she I won and she walked. She she won and she walked up on yeah. stage. And she says, "I wasn't planning on winning. Yeah, like, I didn't prepare a speech or anything. But you know, I I yeah, I was talking to Cutie instead of be. It would be my make a wish. So that was, yeah. that was yeah, good. She's I she's like... got an incredibly grounded outlook on her situation i have to admit i think she at one point said that like internet trolls had t- trained her for this moment but well, she <laughs> like, plays Valorant, dealing uh, with all of this non-stop yeah, yeah. so yeah so, the worst of the worst yeah, she's got a, sure. a very grounded outlook for sure absolutely yeah
0: also hashtag fuck cancer thank you chet uh <clears throat> best minecraft streamer was quackity rising star award was Frogan. uh frogan sorry uh stream game of the year was elden ring no surprise there uh content organization was offline tv Philanthropic stream event was the 500 mile cyclethon uh, from Sea Dog VA. Best VTuber was Iron Mouse. Streamed event was the Mogul Chess Boxing Championship. Best Just Chatting streamer was uh, Hassan Abi. Best Variety streamer was XQC. League of Their Own was Doug Doug. Uh, the Streamer Streamer Award, which is an award where all of the streamers in attendance voted last night for their favorite streamer, uh, that was Pay Money Webby. Legacy award went to Jerma, uh, nine, eight, five, uh, gamer of the year was Tins, and streamer of the year was Kai. Sanat. what was, what's the legacy award legacy award is, uh, a legend who has contributed a great deal to, uh, and has had a profound impact on the streaming industry, i.e. a career achievement award, uh, Pokimane I think oh. got it last year and Jerma got it this year. Um, Jerma cool. in a lot of ways is like shaped the event, um, thing uh that streamers have been putting on he did like the dollhouse i think was kind of mm-hmm. the first big one of those and that really started a, a massive trend for things like the uh the streamer awards and all of uh ludwig's events the chess boxing stuff um it's it's he's kind of the the beginning of that i think in a lot yeah. of ways um it was totally also deserved. weird that's cool yeah it, it was a little weird because the way that i i think legacy and and a lot of people in chat were like did he die
2: <laughs> well, like, yeah. Legacy. No, gener- that's why I asked. Legacy generally indicates like really old. Yeah. Like, and 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 you know like I mean in our industry twelve
0: is old, right? Like we've been doing this. Both <laughs> all three of us have, are around that. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the inception. This all started around well, 2010.
1: It's, it's like every other award show giving the Lifetime Achievement Award to someone who's not dead. Yeah. You know? It's like yeah. Here's your Lifetime Achievement Award. It's like I guess I'm done now. I guess I'll go die. I suppose <laughs> like <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it it was uh Yeah, that, that happened. Um it was also cool. They kept the camera mo- camera on him the entire time when they had like a little um video sizzle reel of kind of everything he's done. And uh he was definitely getting emotional while watching it. So oh. it meant something to him, and that was kind of cool to see. Uh that he wasn't just like goofing around and joking around the entire time. Um but yeah, that 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 was the streamer awards. It was uh I think it was about a four to five hour event streamed. They streamed the entire red carpet and they streamed the entire show. Uh, it was open bar the entire time for the streamers. And towards the end, you could tell there was an open bar for about five or six hours. <laughs> like <it> was <laughs> there was some, uh, there was some shouting, uh, when people would, would go to the stage or say things on stage, etc. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of alcohol essentially. So,
1: well, I, I mean, if it's a streamer award, you kind of, I kind of want that. You know, I kind of want yeah. like oh, I think people so get up and get fucking trolled while they're up there just shout like.
0: Yeah, I I I appreciate the idea that it's not like a hundred percent reverent, like that. You yeah. gotta, Oh God,
2: yes, it, it's it doesn't not need like to be like an Oscars kind of thing.
0: No, oh, not at all. You need to have fun.
2: Uh, this industry does not really take itself too professionally in most cases. It would be awkward if if that's how it
1: was yeah. on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone, a designated person, like, why aren't you playing Valorant?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, the live crowd was nice. I don't think there was any of that heckling, uh, so that was cool to see, but it would, it would be interesting. I, I think, uh, I don't know who said it, but when XQC accepted his Variety Streamer uh, award, he said his like acceptance speech or whatever, and then as he was walking off, someone just screamed like he hasn't, or he's on Adderall or he, he's something about Adderall. And I was like, okay, all right, sure. That's, <laughs> that's what I expected. So yeah, there, there was uh it was also weird by the way, if you're wondering how VTubers were there in person, they were on the VTuber stick, which is a moving thing that has an iPad at the top of it. And they were all live in the call. Just like hanging out at the event. Gunrun was there, uh, who's the, the head of v V shojo? I think is how you V-shoujo. pronounce it. V-Shoujo. Yeah. Uh, and they had a bunch of VTubers who were just like on iPads, which, sure, why not? It was, it was kind of cool to see. It was also a little weird. Yeah. The old telepresence things. That's exactly right. They're getting used in the VTuber world. So that's that. It was, it was a fun event, uh, all in all. What else is Very going nice. on that we can uh, discuss? Skill up is up and moving for those uh, curious, so we'll have him here ah. in uh, in just a bit. I'm trying to think, what else we can? Zeke, you got what? What do you? What have you been playing, Zeke? What have you been doing? <laughs> what do you, what's been going on with you? Well, we talked with Co about
1: last <laughs> last epoch. What have you been playing? Yeah. Uh. Well, I I played uh um, uh this last week I I. I... Played the next game in the the saga of Metal Gear Solid. I played Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, and uh, I uh, got to give a shout out to um, Ty Martinez and uh, Gun Guntails for joining me uh, on this on the the first Metal Gear that you can actually co op. Um, oh it was God. a hell of an experience, but definitely like my least favorite like Metal Gear game by a huge margin. Like it, really had yeah dude like i mean much props to uh my co-op peoples for for taking me through it and showing me some of the fun stuff but like i'll be honest man it the like metal gear solid 4 and then it has a huge drop in like charm and like weirdness and easter eggs and like all that shit now granted This Peace Walker was made for PSP. This was, like, it came out on a mobile device. So there was definitely some limitations there. Yeah. But I don't think that limitations of the system, like, it doesn't, like, it it wouldn't affect the story, right? It wouldn't affect, like, the shit, you know, the the, the weird shit that that these games are known for. And it just didn't have any of that it had gameplay and the gameplay was albeit was fun but like that that's what i went into metal gear in the first place thinking like oh this is going to be like sort of weird you know but it's going to be like awesome tactical espionage like splinter cell yeah what i got was completely wrong or what I, my idea was completely wrong but i was so pleasantly surprised and every game consecutively i was like yes fucking sh- give me that weird shit Give me that ununderstandable, understandable convoluted storyline. Give me those characters that you have that have like five different names and they just throw them out randomly. You got to remember, oh, this guy's this and this guy. Okay, the nickname there, backstory here, twist there. And then this game was just like straightforward story, gameplay, and let's add some fucking base management in there for some reason. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not what I mean. If I would have played this, and never have played the other ones. I might've had like way more fun because this, the story mostly made sense, <laughs> which I was, I was upset about. Um, <laughs> there was a management element where you like you, like you see me balloon, like ballooning soldiers out. Like you balloon them out and you add them to your base. And then you put them in places like research, medicine, uh, uh, mess hall, combat. And, like, they have their little categories, and you put them in there, and they have, like, little ratings on each one, like, thing that they do. So you p- try and place them as best you can, and, like, uh, the better you place them, the more it unlocks, like, research uh, things, like, equipment and, and weapons and, and that kind of shit. Huh. Um, that, okay. But That's very... Yeah, the management GF5. thing just seems so out of fucking place, man. It, and apparently five, like, they they kept that going yes like they're yeah. like that management shit is a good idea let's keep it going and i'm and i'm just like now i don't even i don't even know if i want to play five now <laughs> not yeah. only is, it, is there management in it but it's it's uber long right it's like this longer is long? by far no no uh, oh, uh five, five. Five is 50 hours for first People were saying, or something yeah like 70 hours or something like that yeah yeah that's what i, I was
0: the consensus i was getting it's pretty long. Gameplay, though, is the but, best in 5. 100%,
1: 100%. I don't care, though. That's the thing. <laughs> That's not why you're playing Metal Gear? Game. No! Yeah. It turned out, like, after the first one, I'm like, oh, I gotta change my fucking mindset about this Metal Gear shit. And once I did that, I was like, oh, fuck. I was just like, let's get through the gameplay shit so we can get back to the fucking weirdness. <laughs> um, well, actually, no, no, no. It was more like, get out of my way, soldier that I've gotta defeat. There's a I gotta I gotta knock on this poster to get a fucking Easter egg, you know? Like that's the shit that I love.
0: So what? What if it was all the weird? Go ahead. Well, what if it was this gameplay with all of the weirdness?
1: That would be because that's five. If that's what five is, yeah. Then maybe like maybe I'll change my tune. But the management shit just I did it didn't jive with me. It seemed out of place, and not only that, but I'll be completely honest with you. For my, like, in my opinion, I like I could have just breezed through it, and I didn't know that. Like, I didn't need to unlock most of the shit that the management shit unlocks. I ended up using like maybe five weapons throughout the entire game, and I could have just stuck with those. Like, you, I like, and I was doing non, like, trying to do non-lethal as much as possible. Um and yeah you just just need like the two non lethal weapons the the pistol and the and the the rifle the mosin and a rocket la- a good rocket launcher a good machine gun for the parts that are you have to do like lethal damage and like you know some rations like and that's like fucking it's like, basically all i use for the entire game um and it just seemed like it seems so out of place man it just it didn't jibe with me Huh. Um, and also like it, you, it, the PSPness of it the PSPness <laughs> of it really really shines through in like the mission length like the missions are repetitive and short they're super short which is nice but they like you go to, back to the same fucking place like 20 times like but, you got yeah. another mission you gotta go right there and like oh I know this map and you just like you know walk through it and you're done and there's no like cool like brother there's no like moments like that until like the maybe the last hour of the game then i was like this is what i wanted the whole game man you get some you know you get like a a a, a teenage girl the, okay forgive me this is factual this is not me like you get a teenage girl in her underwear in a fucking metal gear that's your final boss like sorry for spoiling the, the fucking however long old game Oh, uh, real! That is the final boss of the game. Is a supposedly we don't know. Maybe she's not sixteen, but they say she's sixteen. But she's also fucking a double agent, triple agent, whatever. So we don't really know who she is or what she's all about. Anyway,
0: wait. So, does does her name start with a P? Zeke. Yes, it's pause. Interesting. Having not yeah. played this, but playing five. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So so for some reason, well, the reason why she's in her underwear, uh they tell, they, they 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 you find out later is because the cockpit of the Metal Gear Zeke fills with fluid, water or something like that. But I don't know why. <laughs> Reasons. <laughs> okay. But I think it's just an excuse to get her in her underwear. Anyway, um so that's, okay. that's the final boss. And I was like, this is what Metal Gear is to me. This is what I want. I want a weird fucking gunslinger guy who loses his arm but gets another arm and the arm has a personality that takes over his own personality that's the shit that i want for metal gear and this game had very little of it except at the very beginning and the very end the rest of it was fucking like the gameplay was fine it was fun but it was like there's there's tedium to it and i just felt like the last fucking stream i did of it i was just like let's just get to the end <laughs>
0: just, gotta let's just get, get to it. the end okay.
1: and then when it started the end started to unfold story wise i was like now i'm going to savor it and enjoy it because now i don't understand what you're talking about and that's 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 a comfortable zone for metal gear for me
0: yeah makes sense you should play 5 then i didn't realize that this game has like story elements that lead into 5 it's kind of good that you played this
1: uh because i'm trying to play them in release order yeah Okay. So I I think the next Smart. one I'm not sure if it's Rising, Revengeance, and then Five? Or I'm not sure the order.
0: I think release. Well, five order, was the most recent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's probably Revengeance then, I would think. Is is where you're headed next. Because this was this was PSP, right? So then that would have been PS four for revengeance.
1: And it's people are saying ground zeros, but ground zeros is kind of like a throwaway, isn't it? Isn't it's it like a, no, real? It, it's
0: important to play four or five. Okay, it, it's also very short for story
1: purposes. Like, yeah, super short, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, so it'll be fine, but okay. So you were playing this on the PS3 and they, they still have servers running for this.
1: That's a funny thing that they like apparently the PlayStation 3 has like one lonely workhorse server <laughs> or something like that. that they keep up just in case i guess i don't know huh Um, but yeah we co-op through that server and you think it like it seems like they only have one because as soon as like someone on my team noticed like oh someone else jumped on the fucking online peace walker server and it started like crashing (laughs) like too much for the the server to handle and it started like, you know, we were on the final boss and it went like the connection lost like three times.
0: Oh, God. And it
1: had not done that throughout the entire thing. Like we had minor interruptions for other people, but never me. Like I never got disconnected. Except for the final boss. And we were trying to do like some cool shit. And it just kept like, you know, dropping us. I was like, fucking what the hell? Yeah. We went all this way. And then it started really messing up on the final fucking boss. Great.
0: Yeah. Well, that's. That's metal gear yeah. solid i guess ultimately
1: or that's Peace but i will Walker say like ultimately we got to see the the ultimate co-op weapon slingshot we got to do that because we had four people in co-op which like i'm sure not a lot of people had got a chance to do because you have to get three other people who are willing to play this piece of shit with you so <laughs> we got four people all together and what it is is one person has to have the weapon okay so thankfully one of us w- had gone far enough in the game actually or done all the shit in the game to get the weapon. Uh, bribe, I believe, had that, Bribe Guntails. Tails. Um, and he, what you do is if in co-op you can share things if you're close enough. You can open your inventory and then you know use a D-pad to scroll through their inventory as well. So two people grab a pole, two people one person grabs the, the basket. Center. Yeah. And then and then I usually like I would get and you would you would position yourself in such a fashion that there was two poles The basket was behind it, and the person I would stand in front, and then I'd press the button, and I'm not shitting you. They would launch me into the enemy. Do damage? Tons of damage. Like, (laughs) like, way more damage than any other weapon. Yeah. Okay. So that was really cool. Yeah. And thank you uh, to uh, Scribbles for joining us for the four-person co-op when we needed somebody. Cool. Yeah. So
0: overall though, a blah experience, not a fan of, of peace Walker.
1: It didn't feel like it, man. It did not feel like a metal gear game to me. It felt, I mean, it felt like a, a like maybe an above average, like uh, like a, a spy management game. Okay, but Like the charm came at the beginning and at the end and the codec calls, they kind of leave it to you to go through them they have like just a bank like like a, a, a just the codec log of each character and you can just go through them and it sucks because a lot of the time if you played any of the middle of games a lot of the time kojima just throws shit in that he likes just yes. facts about things like facts about movies and animals and like you know music and like he just throws in shit that he likes and albeit that it can be charming and funny when you're not forced to listen to it, you kind of skip over it. And there's a lot of that shit in this game. And I didn't know like which, which codecs I wanted to listen to, because if I did sit down and listen to all of them, it was like, I think four hours of like just codec calls. That's a lot. And I would listen to a them back to back to back. Like in the other games, they're like, you know, peppered in as you go, like yeah. they'll stop you and be like, Brr, brrr. You're like okay, talk talk to me for a little bit. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, giving you a whole database of these it's just it's daunting it's too much you gotta like sit down and buckle up and i just didn't have the patience for it
0: well you're gonna play Since, five eventually right
1: uh maybe i mean yes probably okay i have to all right but it's it's gonna be mm, gonna be a little bit down the road
0: yeah yeah well it's it's a pretty long game too if you want to see all but the, I think, the endings
1: yeah, but I think I got, I got, I got like, you got a couple games two, before that, not three games between that. Right. Mm-hmm. Release otherwise.
0: Yeah. They they yeah, got to
1: do Revenge rising and, and zero, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Revengeance
0: is a fan favorite and also does pretty well on Twitch, uh, for what it's worth. Like people watch, uh, playthroughs of that. Whereas I think people didn't even know peace Walker was a game. Uh, <laughs> so it probably leads to why people are. Yeah less interested in i'll that be honest
1: co-op. i'll be honest with you like if i could like i was telling co this if i could have gone if i could go back in time and talk to myself i been like just look up the youtube videos for peace walker dude yeah it was fun yeah. yeah the co-op stuff was fun but not worth four streams <laughs> makes sense makes
0: sense yeah. well, well uh i think everyone's looking forward to the revengeance playthrough as well as five we'll we'll check in mm-hmm. with that uh skill up is is here uh, he's on the call. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, and we'll bring him on. For anyone that's uh, not observing daylight saving times, aka the rest of the world outside of the U.S., uh, we're on time. This show's just gonna start, and it's gonna be fine. Uh, for everyone else, you're an hour late. What are you doing? Well, you should have been here. We start. We've been doing the show for an hour, but anyways, uh, <laughs> let's cut it to a quick break. We'll get everything set up with uh, with Skillup, and then we'll uh, we'll jump back and spend the next uh, next two hours with them. We'll see you guys then. Be right back. All right, welcome back. We've got our Australian friend on time because daylight saving time Mm. does not affect him. Uh, But it's also what? Is it 5 a.m.? Is that what we deduced for you? Uh,
4: It's 5 a.m. now, yeah. I remember the reasons, because we've talked about doing this for so long. We have. And like literally years, I think we've been talking about. And I've always been like, sorry, guys. It's just too early, man. It's too early. And the one time... I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. I man. was I very surprised by your 5, response. Five, a.m. it's fine. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, that's the weekend when Daylight Savings kicks, and that's what that's what happened. So, but no, thank you for having me. We we really have been talking about doing this forever. We so, have, um, yeah, super happy to finally be here.
0: I think uh, I think we started right when you're first child was born do you do you have more than it, yeah it was yeah, two, two and years, and ago. years
4: yeah two and a half years ago jesus christ yeah that's life, when
0: man. we started communicating trying to get you on the show uh and co mm. uh, last week was like we should get uh skill up on the show and i was like
2: <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna work man he
0: it's like 5 Actually, as you know <laughs> it's
2: I, i'm like yeah we should get we should get skill up because we were talking about i think a review did or something and jp's like no man we've tried like 20 times i don't think it's gonna work <laughs> and that was it yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the next thing jp says in chat the next day is uh skill up's on next week Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, this
4: isn't even my first like super early start this week because I had to get up at like two thirty AM on Saturday to do the day one raid for Destiny. Yeah. So like this is just this is just part of the routine now, man. Getting up at inordinate hours to do stupid video game shit that's just that's how it goes now so it's
0: yeah. life yes is your schedule Ooh, just man. forever
4: ruined now or will you be able to adjust <sighs> quickly I, I i think i'll be fine i think okay. i just I sleep sleep and me where we get along pretty fine so you that's know good. I'm, 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 i always look at those people who say i can't sleep and i'm like man that would suck that would really suck like when I hit, <laughs> my head hits the pillow i'm like i'm just out i'm done i'm like off i go so yeah man very I'm, easy I'm sleeper cool
1: uh, yeah. Well, hey, let's Yeah, dude, that. Just it sucks to be you.
0: Let's let's have you introduce yourself for folks that uh, that are not within the the skill up universe. Uh, who are you? What do, what do you do on the Internet? Uh, and where and where can people like check out your stuff if they have never heard of you to begin with? Sure, sure, sure.
4: Uh, so my name is Ralph. I am a YouTuber and I do video game reviews, basically. I think that's like my main offering. I do a cheesy news show as well um, once a week, just sort of have like, you know, wrapping up what's been going on. Um, I have a podcast called Friends Per Second with um, some people that I really love. The Completionist, uh, Jake Baldino. And uh, Lucy James from Gamespot and Giant Bomb, and um, yeah, I'm, I have my own. I have my own YouTube channel. I used to stream. I used to stream back in the day, but I just uh, I ran out of energy, man. You guys who stream, it's I don't know how you do it. I really don't. It's just the amount of throughput that is required to keep a stream going, days and days and hours. Oh man, I can't.
0: I like to do a 45 same, hour stream dude, and I'm like, I'm I think there's right a now. split <laughs> between YouTubers I, and streamers. And it's exactly that. And Co's going to express that. I think right no, now, No, no,
2: I was going to say, <laughs> I, I look at one of the final like screenshots of what your the editors editing. look oh, like God. at the end <laughs> yeah, of your videos. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I get stressed for you. I <laughs> yeah, feel well, like, that, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's why I hire
4: an editor. So I don't have to do oh, that, oh, so
2: that so either. Yeah, you know uh, I
4: mean? yeah. But um, awesome. but no, I did, uh, I did, I did stream back in the day. It's fun. I really like it. I, I do miss that audience connection. But um, I guess I had to make a decision a little while ago because I'm like, well, what have I got time for in my life? And I knew that I really loved YouTube and I didn't want to give that up. And streaming was something that was, oh, like some, something that I did, but I never really like took to it. You know, I think there's a certain type of personality that draws a lot of energy from the streaming process, and I very quickly identified that I'm not one of those people. You know what I mean? It takes more out of me than it gives, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. at that point I was like, okay, cool. I'm a YouTuber. That is it. That is what I'll be spending my time on. So,
1: yeah. yeah. I've always it, um... likened it to uh, the difference between uh, people who enjoy more acting in movies or acting on the stage. You know, like some sure, people sure. love, like me personally, I love feeding out the energy of a live audience. Man, there's nothing, nothing quite like it for me. Like I've done like commercials and like, you know, student films and shit like that and then it has its place and it's fun but like it's so weird that you know to not have like that instant like did that go well like with the audience yeah
4: totally yeah. i oh. also i also realized that i just became very sort of like self-conscious almost about what i say and that's why i script all of my scripts like everything that i put up on my youtube channel is scripted i used to do sort of ad lib videos but then i would say stuff and i'm like well i didn't really mean that and then people would be like why did you say that i'm like well that's actually not what i meant so i as i said i became more careful with what i say and that's why the scripting process gives me is like a really warm blanket that i can kind of wrap myself up in and again it's totally live when you're when you're you know doing whatever so one of the things that i'm with the podcast that i've started doing is kind of like just putting myself out there more in that kind of unscripted space to develop that skill set and that comfort because again that doesn't really kind of naturally flow for me so yeah
0: yeah that, that makes sense i, I think mm. in the world of youtube you only get a chance to say what you want to say once and there's no yeah. you can't respond to the immediate feedback of what you said so you have to be very careful with what you're saying whereas for we sure. could say random shit on a stream <laughs> And then five seconds later, explain exactly why we said sure. that, right? So sure. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Scripts are important.
2: Like, thank, yeah. thank God sometimes there's somebody sitting on the other edge of the table for those unscripted moments. Uh, L- Linus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
3: that, <laughs> true. I saw that
2: clip. That was the greatest clip I've ever seen in my <laughs> oh, life. God, oh, that's my right. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, The best part, I, I saw the first part <laughs> about that clip. I forgot about and it, that. And the clip stopped right before his friend... <laughs> clarified the statement so there oh was this this 30 there's this 30 second period where i was like i had no idea he was a closet racist <laughs> <laughs> I think, have
4: you yeah. guys talked about this earlier in the show? Just in case anyone in the no, chat? no, no, no it's, it's, it all. It's, if you want fact, to explain sure it, it by all means,
2: yeah, if you want to explain it, please do because I'm sure a lot of people have no I'm, idea I'm almost talking. terrified to explain it, but it's basically, true. go
4: and look on Twitter. You will look up Linus Tech Tips, and he's doing this bit where he's talking about like how oh, times have changed and the language we've changed. used like oh, you know, the hard R, for example. Like you know, it used to be so much more common in 2003. I saw a Family Guy episode recently that had the hard R in it. And Linus says, I used to drop the odd <laughs> hard R back in the day. And his co-host is like, uh, <laughs> staring <laughs> okay at him. Right. Just like- hmm. And then, and then like, it goes on for a bit. And then his co-host is like, just to clarify, man, like, you, you, like you're talking about the N word, right? And he's like, Linus is like, what? No, absolutely not. I'm talking about the other thing. And then obviously it clarifies. I'm talking about the hard R. R. Yeah, that's then, it, obviously yeah. that's how the kids use it, right?
2: That's the hard R.
4: No, Linus, <laughs> that is not the hard R. Okay, dude, that is a different thing. So yeah. for um, those and for those yeah. that have
2: not picked up on it yet, hard R is the mental disability, <laughs> the R word. You yes. know, oh, yo, you're yeah. such an R word. Like that's what yeah. he yes. thought. Yes. So he was. Just, oh man, the look luckily Linus speaks, still has uh, a career.
4: That's nice.
1: It's nice yeah, that he's still yeah. with us. You know, so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Exactly. That mm. uh,
1: man. Yeah. That's that, for those uh, of you who, who, some who don't know what a hard R is. Uh, there's a Tupac album that starts with strictly for my, and that's not a hard R. Well, the other version yeah. is the hard R, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. 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 We, we don't
2: need to clarify, we don't that need anymore. to clarify any of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not even, yes, we, we okay. are sh- uh,
0: shelving that conversation <laughs> and moving forward, yes, uh, very quickly here. Uh, so what, what started the whole you, I want to be a content creator, Skillup. Like, did you? Was that always a thing? Did you walk into it nah. with that in mind, or did it just well, kind of happen? Or what was the process? Yeah,
4: I mean, I mean, the long, long, long story is that I've been playing video games since I was four years old, uh, and uh, you know, I really wanted to have a career in that when I was younger. But then I was like, well, no, video games are not a real job. They're not a real career. I have to grow up and do a big boy job and work in the corporate space and whatever. And I was like, that's what I should do. And so I did that and, uh, did not like that at all. I really hate the corporate life. No disrespect to anybody that does, but it's definitely not for me. Oh, you are a uh, YouTuber.
0: You just said no disrespect. to anybody. <laughs> You're covering but, all what, your what? tracks.
4: I love it. Yeah. I love sure, it. <laughs> sure. 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 Um, so, so uh, then I was like, oh, I want to get a job in video games, and the problem was that I only had like this corporate background, uh, and I live in Australia, right? So there's there's very there are very few video game developers here, or at least there were, you know, quite a few years ago. And um, all the publishing offices, for example, they really want people with skills in like marketing or PR and whatever skills that I didn't have. So I applied to a whole bunch of jobs, and no one would hire me. And I was like, okay, I can't get a job in the video games industry. So what should I do? And I was like, I'm going to start a website that kind of focuses on curating like guides, essentially, you know, like YouTube guides. Like I would say, here are the best five YouTube guides on this specific topic. Okay. And so rather than relying on the YouTube algorithm, you would do that. Not a great idea at all. What time website was this? Didn't go- what year was this? Oh, this was like six years ago, I think. Oh, six okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this thing, I should probably start my own YouTube channel as well to promote the website. And the website never even like went live. The YouTube channel kind of did. And I started just making division videos because I was like, oh, well, this is an example of the kind of guides that we would have on the website. And then the division videos just took off. Like that was it. That was just, it just, they just went. And, um, yeah, I mean, I it just. I don't even know how that happened exactly. I think I, I did some video about um, the DPS calculation in the division, like how to how to, how DPS is calculated. And that that sort of went viral within the division community. And then I kind of just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And yeah. it just it went from there. So um I was after that I was a YouTuber, you know, and, and uh it was pretty clear to me straight away, it was pretty clear to me um quite quickly that this is a career that I could be doing because I hit at 100,000 subscribers within the first nine months. Wow. I was like, okay, this is a thing. Well, because I was writing The Division, right? The Division was very big at the time. Division and I 1, was one right? of the Division 1, yeah. yeah. And I was like one of the main Division YouTubers. So you get a lot of momentum from those sorts of games when they blow up. And um, I was like, okay, this is a career that I want to have. And then I worked for two and a half years uh, part-time and working and you know, YouTube at the same time. And then I made the cut over and uh, went full time after about yeah two and a half three years and um, in that time as well I'd moved away from the division I become kind of like a general looter shooter guides creator and then after a while I I'd, after a while I made a video uh, reviewing near automata and um, that was the review that kind of really made that that really sort of worked you know and it sort of like really clicked with the with the audience. I was like, maybe I'm a games reviewer, maybe, and so <laughs> I kept doing games reviews, and um, yeah, like you know, roughly, I think it's been about four years now that I think I've been focused on reviews almost exclusively. Yeah, and um, that was it. That's sort of my abridged story.
0: It, yeah, it's a, it is a strange story because you were successful at almost every path, and that is not the usual i think for a content creator what what do you think like is the reasoning for that if you
4: if you had to say one um oh well i wouldn't say i was successful in every path because i definitely yeah. spent a lot of time in the wilderness like for example when the division was kind of dropping off i was like well what am i doing here you know what i mean and so yeah definitely was a period where i was like oh is this still going to be a thing i'm really not sure And then the whole looter shooter thing, I would say I found, like, moderate success, So if you know what I mean. Like, it wasn't really popping off. But, again, it was like, well, I like these type of games, and I'll just make some guides around them, and and we'll see what what clicks. Um, But I think, yeah, the review thing just really worked because I think it allowed me to talk about the games that I was passionate about. And... That was one thing that I looked at when I was covering the division of these Looter games. I'm like having to play the same game over and over again forever to make content on it. That's a really bad recipe for long-term happiness, I think. <laughs> and like I know it works for some people, don't get me wrong. But for me personally, you just you, you when you have to play games like that in that way, you just you stop enjoying that game. And I definitely speak to other content creators who are doing that and they, it ebbs and flows for them. Sometimes they're like, I fucking hate the game that I'm covering. You know, <laughs> I hate it. I never want to log in. And other times when it's really popping off and there's new stuff there and they're excited, like, you know, they, they, they re, they reconnect with that love of that game that their, that their sort of livelihood is based on. But I decided that, yeah, I just, I didn't want to have that kind of formula in my life. And so the review thing really works for me because I get to just play all new stuff all the time and talk about it. Um, but, but yeah, I would say just, That willingness to sort of think longer term about what is going to work for me personally is probably one of the reasons why I'm still on the platform. You know, that looking back at the division and making the hard choice to move away from that, that was a good call. Similarly, with the looter stuff and looter shooter stuff, I was like, well, this isn't making me happy. I need to move away from this. That was a good call, you know. And I think it's hard to make those audience transitions on YouTube, you know, because extremely sort of- Yeah, your audience is expecting X from you, and the algorithm expects X from you. And so I knew that when I made those jumps, I'd have to push through that stuff to sort of find a new equilibrium, build a new audience, or whatever. And you know, luckily it worked. So um, yeah, I would say that kind of like do what you're passionate about. It sounds really lame, but it's actually like a thousand percent true in content creation. Like if you're not passionate about what you are making, you will almost certainly fail, or you are like you'll have some success for a while, but eventually you will fail. So I think just like actually liking what you do is so critical, and having the courage to like pursue that even when it looks like it's a bad idea, I think that is really important. Yeah, that's it. I think a lot of
0: creators will chase the algorithm or, or chase the yeah. numbers and play whatever's you know the latest and greatest. But to to hear you say you you kind of chased what made you feel good is mm. a little refreshing, almost like that's <laughs> not a thing that I think a lot of creators do in our industry i
4: I don't know i find most creators that i speak to they're doing what they like most of them most i definitely know some that aren't but
0: i I think i think there's a difference between doing what you like and finding success so
2: you like that i think that's i think it's the goal i think that's Yeah, yeah i think i think the goal is finding that thing that not only compensates you and brings you, you know, financial yes. wealth, but something that you absolutely love doing, the passion. Um, you know, so it's 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 not it's it's kind of the smartest play in any position. Like some people can find their passion, you know, and it's also kind of their job and they can kind of synergize this too, but other people just need it to be their passion. Um yeah. and especially like That's for true. streamers, man. I mean it's the show's not as good as the streamers not having fun. Like and and unfortunately but unfortunately, it's the kind of situation where a lot of streamers are just like you're talking about. They're they're stuck in those like, well, I don't want to branch out because this is my key yeah. game, my main game, and I have to keep playing this or my numbers will go down. And it's just, you know, it's a it be a miserable position yeah. uh, to be in, unfortunately.
1: Um i into a job job.
2: Yeah. Sorry, Zeke. Yeah,
1: which is why like I I gave my my viewers like f- super low expectations, and they don't expect shit out of me, like ever. it's great. <laughs> True. S- same you like, do. As did the he show on up? Today? Show. That's good enough. Good job, <laughs> job, you got here. Good job.
0: He showed up. Yeah, that's that's half the battle. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, and he's only half drunk today. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> only half a bottle today, not the full. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's, his rider a little expensive sometimes. We didn't get him the full bottle this week. <laughs> Uh, for you, up are you chasing al- algorithms? Are you looking into numbers? Are you like paying attention to any of that, or do
4: you just Nothing. record the
0: script, Nothing. put it out,
4: move on? Yeah, look, I, I'm very lucky. Obviously, you get to a point where you hit, like, you would know, you'd all understand. Like, you get to a point where you're like, cool, I just get to do my own thing now. You know what I mean? Uh, I think as a young, as a so up and coming creator, when you're on the grind and you're trying to like break through, you do need to be really smart. You do need to like. Play what's hot. You do need to do the clickbait. You do need to do all the shit, right? Um, But after a while, I think that stuff becomes more of a hindrance to you. You know, like, for example, I used to have, like, really clickbaity thumbnails, um, you know, with, like, big, brash kind of declarative statements on there. Like, no faces, but, like, you know, (laughs) this game sucks or something. You know what I mean? Um, And... And after a while, like, people would watch my stuff and they'd be like, oh, I I like his videos, but I can't handle his thumbnails. They're too annoying. And that would really, that would piss me off. Really? Like, like, well, no, but I understand that though, right? Because clickbait is an obnoxious thing. It's like a book cover and you see it in a bookstore. And even if the book is like the greatest book ever written, if it has some shitty, annoying cover on it, you're just like, fuck that book. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I was like, I was like, so it got to me. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rid of all the clickbait from my thumbnails. I'm literally going to put the conclusion to my video in the title. And that is what I'm going to run with. And that's been like one of the best things that I've ever done for my channel. Because again, it's like just very clean. It's just like, here is a photo of the game with the word review next to it. Here is my conclusion in the title even my um my news videos don't really have any clickbait. they're usually just the name of the games that I'm talking about in the show like that's it most of the time. I mix it up every now and then but um but yeah so so that um I forget what the question was. What was the how do we
2: get on I don't time? know, but
4: now you,
0: I'm
2: realizing <laughs> you, <who's> bucking, <laughs> we don't keep track. Yeah, we don't we're keep talking track of Talk about doing the what questions. you love and changing that up and like it's wild you know. to me
0: that like you have quite literally bucked every trend that a successful YouTuber in today's day and age says to do. Like Mr. Beast oh, I'm sorry, is we're out there. About yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Beast sure, is out there sure, like sure, sure constantly talking about how like thumbnails you know 90% of the video, the yes. video can be fantastic but if you don't have a good thumbnail then the video is dead, no, but, blah, but, blah 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 but,
4: but, but, but he's right, he's like, right totally, but you're, totally you're not correct. doing that,
0: so what are you but doing at the same,
4: that's different, no no but at the same time as well I think again if Mr. Beast put out a pure black thumbnail on his next video with nothing on it, just a just black, that video would still yeah. get 100 million views right, because Mr. Beast Yeah. and again thing, you hit like a sorry you go, go ahead, here. go ahead Oh I was going to say you hit a threshold where you're like cool I'm out there now my brand is out there now and that's just how it goes. And so at this point I'm lucky enough where when a game drops enough people are going to come to my channel to see the review of that game no matter what like as in you know regardless of if I put some, like like clickbait in the title or not. So I'm like well why would I put clickbait? I don't need to do that anymore. But again I would very much urge young like up and coming creators Please clickbait the shit out of your videos. Like, do it, man, hundred <laughs> percent. You, you know to be what I mean? Discovered. Yeah, like, you need yeah. to be discovered. Like, you need to grab that third rail and ride it. And because that is the this, this, and or, and you also need to be aware of what's hot. And you need to and like talk about that stuff and play it. Right? You can't. Obviously, some people can enter the game and have the approach that I have now, and they're just like they let the quality speak for itself, and it does get found, and off it goes. Of course, some people can do that. I think most people who enter going to have to do a bit of that hustle you know what i mean so that's why i never look down on anyone that has like clickbait thumbnails or any of that shit because i'm like no that is that is how you start it's and that's the how industry grow, so yeah that's, yeah that's totally. how it
2: totally. it's interesting because uh, especially talking about mr beast i mean mr beast is a, is a younger guy especially compared to like sure. a lot of the people of his level and it's kind of interesting because when when he says stuff like he does about thumbnails especially it's kind of a little glimpse into his current mindset. Like he's still very much in that go, 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 like get bigger, get bigger, get bigger mindset. And I would, and I mark my words, I would not be surprised in the slightest to for six years from now, he's toned it all back. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is where I always wanted to be.
1: <laughs> you know, Like, like sure. it, it just kind sure. of show, it
2: shows you where you 600 are. Six hundred million those, subscribers. Yeah, it's like, Yeah, he's like, yeah know, this right? is it, man. This is it. And literally like and, and what's right gonna be funny is me. like you said, all of his videos at that point are just black thumbnails. That's it. Yeah. Giant black <laughs> That's thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's 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 you know, it's just where you are mentally a lot of times with that stuff. I and it's funny you said that. True. I uh started just testing the waters, uh, did like a highlight secondary channel thing, and biggest complaint by far is just like what is the what are these thumbnails, man? Yeah. Like I had yeah. a I had a YouTube team managing the thumbnails and they were doing just like yes. you were saying, Oh, we just gotta get traction. Yeah. We gotta think. I was just like, you guys do what you want, whatever. I would not even pay attention to them. And I kept getting people coming to t- what was with that last thumbnail? And I was like, oh yeah. god, what thumbnail? And I'd have to go like <laughs> look at it, like what, what happened. But and sure enough, they were just like you said, and yeah. That d- doesn't that mean yeah. they were working though? To a degree. Um, but at the same time, it's like I, I think uh, another good, uh, an interesting thing skill Up said is with that book. It's like it gets to a point where the thumbnail can detract from the content. yeah. And yeah. especially for established things, it's like, you know, that, that book could have been great, but you look at the the, the cover and it's just like, uh, you just, you just do that sigh where it's like, why did you do <laughs> yes. that? Like, you know, like, sure, why, yes. why? Why? You got to cheapen the whole sure. thing with that, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. And, and a lot of times like. people don't want gimmick. They want quality content. Does, they want... Yes, The this. real stuff. Do you think that that purely depends on the age of the viewer? Not necessarily. I think it depends on the intention of the viewer. I think it depends. And, and you can be a younger True. person and still want quality content that's not clickbaity. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes you just want trash TV. Sometimes you want trash content. You, you go through Reddit or TikTok looking for the best clickbait you can find. But a lot of times yeah. it's not what you're looking for. Like when you're looking for a, a review that you actually want to put stock into. When you're looking for a good guide on a game that you actually want to learn from. You don't need clickbait in that. You need something good that's going to enrich your experience. So yeah, very different intentions. Yeah. You agree with that, up
4: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that there's this, I, I catered almost exclusively to my existing audience at this point because I have enough confidence that they are going to keep coming back and that they will push my videos out. Like they'll share it with their friends and whatever else. And also that the algorithm, as a result of that, will reward me, so to speak, because they'll see the engagement with my existing viewers, right? Right. But at the same time, if I'm focused on discovery, if I was more focused on discovering or building a new audience, then I would be pushing into more uncomfortable territory when it comes to clickbait or thumbnails or whatever else, um, you know, and then I would ha- be less focused on my existing audience, you know what I mean? But I know my audience really values quality, as co said. That's what matters to them. That is why I script. That is why I thumb and title my videos the way that I do. I kind of want to just bring that to them in that way, Um, and so yeah, no, totally agree.
1: Cool. That actually brings up a question I want to ask you. If we could, I don't know if we could switch gears for a second. If anybody has anything to say about thumbnails, Um, (laughs) I just want to add. Like, like I've thought about this, and I'm sure anybody who's a streamer has thought about like. And Co does, you know, Co's uh, thoughts on games and stuff like that. And I've thought about like. If I was going to review games, like, what would I do? I would have to, I would have to edit it. I would have to, you know, because I'm a stuttering mess. Like, if you've ever watched this show, you know, like, when I get really, like, decided about something, I start just spitting and drooling and fucking, you know, shit just flies out of my mouth. So, I would have to be scripted and stuff, but I just want to know from someone who does this, like, well and regularly and for years, what are the core, like, ideals of a good review? Like, what do you, mm. like, is there any, like, things that you really need to latch on to when, like, this, for a good review to happen, A, yep. B, and C have to happen? And real
2: quick, to add on to this question, do you have, like, a format you follow for every review? Oh,
4: yeah. So, first of all, no, I don't have a format that I do for every review. Um, every time, it's just whatever sort of comes out. Um, in answer to your question, uh, first of all, I think I have to say, you have. To, I, I wouldn't say, there is no set kind of... A review must be X, Y, and Z. I think mm. that... Um, I look at, for example, donkey reviews, right? Which I think are some of the best game reviews. Uh, and I know a lot of people totally disagree with that. And they're like, that's such a shit take. But I'm like, no. When Dunkey talks about a game, really clearly communicates in such a succinct amount of time exactly what that game is to him. And he's able to provide examples... For him, And I know a lot of people take exception to the examples that he uses, and he for like they're <laughs> cherry-picked and whatever else, but he is telling a story about how the game has affected him, and he builds his story based around that, right? So, again, and then you compare that to, like, you know, like a, 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 a more mechanical, say, IGN review, where it's like, we're going to go through this, and then we're going to go through that, and it just sort of thunders through the different components of the game, and it gives you a really broad overview of its different components, how it performs, sound, graphics, and whatever. That is also a perfectly fine review. You know what I mean? Personally, what I look f- what I try and do every time, I think the most important thing that you can deliver your audience is like your own personal perspective, your own take on what that game is. And that's why I don't have any specific format for how a review should be because sometimes a game is really going to speak to me at a very kind of like emotional level where I just feel it, you know, something like Sable for example. And when you just feel a game, I don't know if you guys played Sable? Uh, familiar with the one it. In the, Didn't play it much. In so. the desert, you're like rolling around through the desert. Oh. It's got that kind of like Mobius art style. Um, really, really beautiful game. Or like Gris, for example, is another one. Did you? Guys oh yeah, Sables? yes. yeah, cool. Very familiar with Gris. So there's those games that you kind of just like feel and then you're like, well, should I do a 15 minute review on this talking about performance and level design? And no, that doesn't really make sense. It's just like, Try and communicate what you felt to your audience through the review process. And so it's more succinct and it's just different verbiage and it's kind of just like it's a different thing versus you're talking about reviewing Marvel's Avengers and you're like, all right, how do we explain why this is such a fucking mess? And that's its own process that takes 45 minutes of going through all the components. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, But all of that is really just about um, me... I think the number one question I ask myself when I review a video game is, what did I feel when I was playing this? And then how do I communicate that feeling to the audience? That is ultimately it. Um, And I think, you know, you say like, oh, I'm a blubbering mess or whatever. When I explain things, I'm like, well, no, I think that's exactly what people would want to see when you're reviewing a video game. I don't think it does need to be scripted. I think it just needs to be your raw connection or emotion to that thing. That's what oh, people yucks. would want to see. <laughs> that's what people want to see more than anything else. You know what I mean? But that's personally um, what I what I focus on, like my own personal perspective, my own take. But at the same time, I also try and obviously meet some hygiene factors, particularly as I do PC games and many PC ports are a disaster. So I will often spend quite a bit of time being like, does this game run like shit? Question mark. Here's all the ways it runs it's, like shit. Give me 15 minutes to talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, so, um, that's honestly yeah. become like a major thing, I think, in the
0: yeah. past two or three years. And probably even longer for that is like, How's it run? Because so many of yeah. the games just don't work that well from a PC yeah, yeah, point yeah. of view. I, I, I,
4: and I would love to just totally drop the
0: performance and Neo out of yeah. So again,
2: yeah, yeah. it's a, cri- a cries, cries, cries and Wolong, actually. Yeah, yeah.
4: right. Neo, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, and sure. Wild Hearts. Oh uh, yeah, really Wild Hearts. For example, I loved Wild Hearts. Loved Wild Hearts. But man, it just ran like shit. You know. Yeah. I would love to drop all the performance stuff out of my reviews. I think they're the most boring sections. I hate it. Well, you know, digital like foundry exists, right? Like, so te- yeah. <laughs> digital foundry exists, but the, the challenge with them is that they often um, will take a little bit longer because they're so thorough. You know, it takes them a bit longer to get their stuff out. And so people want to know on day true. one, like, is that's this true. a safe purchase? You know what I mean? And so I try to bring that when I can, but at the same time, if I never had to do another technical block in a game review ever again, it'd be too soon. You know what I mean? Because just it's not interesting. It's not fun to watch that stuff. You just want to be able to know Tick. yes this game runs well that's it but unfortunately (laughs) the current state of pc gaming does not allow you to do that and so you do need to go into quite a bit of detail with it so
0: yeah it your your answer to zeke's question prompted so many more questions that i have so we can really take this in so many different ways uh (laughs) i i'm curious just right out of the gate is it harder to review a good game or a bad game or is it too nuanced Um, to answer that i think i think
4: no, I would say it's really, really hard to review a really good video game. I would say that. The easiest reviews that you can do are for really shitty games, right? Because <laughs> you can you point play out like, why they're shitty. Well, because it, it's so obvious. You're just like, oh, God. Like Dungeons & Dragons, Dark Alliance, or whatever that was. That What was it? That's it. I what yeah. It was cool, oh, yeah. That was yeah.
0: Awesome. Oh, yeah, we, we oh, did was sponsor like, streams like, for that. That was a fun yeah. We, sponsor. Did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did. That was great.
4: You guys don't know. You guys don't know what the game is like. I always think about no. streamers who are in that position. You have no idea what the game is like when you sign the dotted line, and then you're playing this thing, and you're like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Um. So I yeah. I have sympathy for you in those moments, but. Yeah, like you play those games and you're just like, "Fuck, this fucking sucks." On so many. Can I swear on this? By the way, or is this? No, Sorry? no,
0: no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hurt our YouTube algorithm, you know, our nice. the ad okay, no,
4: they, they updated the profanity things. <laughs> you're allowed you to can, do it now. We're outside the first 30 seconds. As you long can, as we can
2: quote your your swears on the thumbnail. like, just of like course. That's that's you can you like you could swear
0: as much it. as
4: you want. I was joking. It's Australian. <laughs> um, yeah, but like you play that and you're like, oh, this sucks. This is terrible. And it's just it – just, there are so many bullet points for why it's bad. And also, realistically – like, it's, it's a fact that negative reviews do better. You know what I mean? Like, it's a fact. And you it's don't the ever want. Yeah. And I mean, I never go into the review process thinking, oh, yes, negative review. That's great. Give me views. Because the, the fact is, it also has kind of a negative impact on you. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I hate Skill Up. He hates every game. And that's not true. But what's happening for them is that they don't seek out my content. They only see the stuff that is surfaced for them by the algorithm and negative reviews are more likely to be surfaced by the algorithm. And so, therefore, there's a section of people that think that I just hate everything versus the reality is about 15% of my reviews are negative. And I know that because I I actually put everything up on Steam that I review, positive or negative. And yeah, about 15 to 20% of my reviews are negative, right? Um, so, coming back to your question, reviewing a bad game very, very easy. Reviewing your average game, it's fine. Just whatever, whatever you, what do you feel? But I, I find it very intimidating to review really, really excellent video games because it's almost like it's almost like humbling. I know that sounds really lame, but like I'm so blown away by what developers are able to do and accomplish. Like it's so like like Red Dead Two or like God of War or like Outer Wilds, for example. Like I'm actually have not reviewed Outer Wilds because I'm too scared to actually review. I don't know how to say, I don't know how to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's really- Did we just
1: become best friends, by the way? I just want to ask, Do we become (laughs) best friends? Because Outer Wilds is one of my favorite games of all time. (laughs)
4: Um, But it's like, you just sort of marvel at what these developers have been able to accomplish. And then you think, well, how can I do that justice in the review process? And- Oftentimes, you know, you just, you feel like you can't, and then you feel like everything you write is shit, you know, and yeah, so so most of the games that I really love, I'm never really satisfied with the reviews that I've done for them, and some of them I just have been too scared to review, you know, like, as I said, Outer Wilds is a good example. Final Fantasy 14 is another good example. It's like, how do you mm. do that game justice in a single review? I, I, I had planned to do like a multi-part review back in the day and all these sort of things, but... To do that, yeah, was just, I was just—I kind of eventually gave up, sadly. But yeah. um,
0: and I saw yeah, that face. Hard... TV,
1: you back off. He was my best friend first. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he,
0: look, he raided in Destiny, Zeke. So, like, we're all, that's peg down for you, peg up
4: for me, right? Yeah, so we,
0: we, go. Go. There all, we right. Go. all right. So, uh, well, so yeah. So, 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 ice
1: cream later. I guess I'll go. <laughs> uh,
4: so, bad game, easy. Very, very good game. Very hard to review. I'd say. What, uh, like, what's the process
0: for you? Do you Play the game. Do you take notes yeah. while you're playing? Do you nope. like? Are you writing the script as you're playing through the game to remember
4: important notes? Do you? Are you capturing all your footage while you're playing the yeah. game? Yeah, yeah, I do. I capture everything as I play. And it's funny because I listen to. I, I know certain like IGN and Gamespot and whatever else. They would have someone play the game and they would have a separate person doing capture for the game. It's a really weird. Pro- I'm like, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense to me. Just like hit the button while you're playing. While you're playing get the yeah. Footage. And that's actually the back the backbone of my notes. So when I'm playing, I will take some notes, but what I will often what I will do more than that is I will play and then something will happen and I'll be like, huh, that's triggered a thought. And then I would like stop the recording there and I would label the file that thing that's occurred. I'd be like, oh, you know, um upgrade menu, or I'd be like, oh, enemy AI janky or whatever. Or even I've had some thought on the story or whatever. And I would literally just name the file that. Uh, and then that becomes the backbone for my notes. And I would look through the file names and then that's what I would script on. And I would write my script. And that usually comes out to, you know, four to 6,000 words. I would record that terribly full of errors <laughs> and hand that to my editor and be like, good Enjoy.
2: luck, <laughs> <laughs> good luck oh, with wow. that. So, do, so you, do you generally give your editor like all of the, the run, all of the playthrough and be like, just yes. make magic? Yeah, but again, the, yes. yeah,
4: the two things with that, the files are labeled sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And um, and then obviously there's the script as well. but also Austin, he's my editor shout out. Um, he's just so talented and like, He's the best thing ever. If I would be so fucked without Austin, I would like have to quit YouTube without Austin, right?
2: Austin, and he Austin just, writing his uh, his well, right Let's go right ahead and just <laughs> that uh, twenty
0: totally. percent raise
4: this year. That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> no, he's saving he, a clip
1: of this un- under like resume <laughs> clip. Right. He's <laughs> capturing
4: that. this. You're right. yeah, but um, he knows what to find. Like he because he plays games as well, and he's uh, he's very smart, and so he just knows when I'm, what I'm talking. And also, we have kind of like relationship now where he knows what i'm thinking he knows what i would expect to see when i'm talking about something you can just find it and it's amazing sometimes i'm stunned i'm like how did you find that clip buried amongst 50 hours of footage how did you find that one clip and he's like you know this is what i do and it is, <laughs> this is what he does. so um yeah have, yeah, have that's, you ever so that's had essentially the process
0: have you ever had an edit come back to you that had a uh like different message than what you had intended or does is the edit usually matching your intended uh you know message from the get-go
4: yeah yeah always 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 i mean there's always like little things in the edit where i'm like oh that clip doesn't quite communicate what i was talking about so we need to change that one up or 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 i might say well that actually you know contravenes um contradicts the point because you're showing this where it's that and so yeah there's always that little bit of back and forward but that really represents like five percent of the process because as i said he gets he gets it right first time 95 percent of the time so Yeah, yeah and it's always on me anyway it's like it's me, I should have given him more direction about what I want. I obviously wasn't clear enough about what I was saying, and so that also is helpful because then I can like tighten up the script and I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't quite making sense when I was saying what I was saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. So yeah, uh,
1: did you start out by editing your own videos? I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Is yeah, that, of course, definitely. Okay. How yeah, long did yeah. it take before you were actually like fuck this? I mean, this this is garbage
0: yeah how did you (laughs) find it was
4: was that was austin
0: a fan like that's kind of a two-part
4: question austin was a fan yep he was he was he was and um so we just put out basically just put out a call on twitter and then um you know um, austin responded and it was about three years i guess again you kind of have to hit that critical mass where you can justify the expense because obviously it is Mm -hmm. expensive to have an editor but eventually you get to the point where you're like well Cost me money if I don't have an editor because it gives me yeah. a lot more time headroom. Time is
2: money, man. Yeah,
4: yep. Time, yeah, exactly. And so you're like, well, I have to do this at this point. And so it's a bit scary at first, and that transition to build up above that cost is a thing. But yeah, eventually you get to the point where you're like, no, this is definitely the right call. Yeah. So you so
0: yeah. oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna go into a very large
2: discussion. So go ahead, Co. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just just a quick one. So I'm I'm interested in this. I'm I'm sure how you play a game these days is not how you played a game before you started like the idea of like you know stopping and, and doing work and then going back into the game and stopping and doing work does that change gaming for you at all yeah um do you ever yeah. just turn that off and say no i'm just gonna play this game can you turn De- that off? yeah i do with
4: with destiny that destiny ah. is like my one game where i'm like This is just for me now. I mean, I do make content around Destiny, sure, of course. But most of the time when I play Destiny, it is just for me to enjoy. Uh, Outside of that, most of the time when I'm playing video games, it is for work or it's with a view to it perhaps becoming work. You know, like, oh, I might make content on this. You know, exploratory
2: playthrough kind of thing. Yeah, exactly.
4: Exactly. And so, yeah, definitely changed my relationship to games in a... In a bad way, in one sense, because yeah, you've always got that in the back of your mind. But to be perfectly honest, it's actually been net positive for me because I, before this, was someone that would just play a lot of World of Warcraft, and <laughs> I'll just play that for ten years straight. Thank you very much, and that's all I need to do. And uh, and then before that, and then after that, I would play just just Destiny, and I'd play little games. i play other games along the way. Don't get me wrong. Um, but my point was that I would just put inordinate amounts of time into those big MMO-style games, and then I would touch some of the bigger stuff. With this career now, it allows me to play so many more games and constantly discover new things and and experiment around, particularly with indie titles. I never played any indies before I was reviewing games. And obviously, the indie scene has kind of blossomed in the last 10-ish years anyway. But um, yeah, so for me, it has been a net positive uh, relationship to video games because of the way that I'm able to play them. And I guess variety streamers, you guys are in a similar boat because you get to play whatever you like versus if you were just Apex streamers 24-7, you probably have a very different relationship to video games than you do right now. You know? Right. Yeah. Very Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so you mentioned IGN cool. a couple times, and I think there is a much larger, constantly ongoing, constantly stoked discussion with this like game review conversation yes and you're a part of that in the sense of you're outside of the IGN the game spots you know these mega mega review websites that have existed for I don't know 20 plus years at this point how do you as a YouTuber combat that and where do you think your role is within the space is it do you see yourself as an IGN do you think your viewers see yourself as an IGN is, is it's a, it's a bigger question. So you can kind of take it wherever you want, but it.
4: Yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, I don't think you ever lose views on YouTube to anybody else. You only lose view to you, uh, viewers to yourself. Right. And what I mean by that is uh, YouTube is not a zero sum game. Mm. It's not competitive. If you are ever in decline on YouTube, it is not because someone else is eating your lunch. It's because you have not been like listening to your audience well enough or or evolving your own content or whatever else, right?
1: Now wait, so- now wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying hot tub booby streamers are not sealing my viewers? <sighs>
4: <laughs> I well i don't know down, man I thought I unless was, you, thought, you are I in the hot tub movie for... category maybe you are <laughs> See, i don't know man i've been oh! i've been watching the wrong streams i guess you've been in the wrong I gonna,
1: category I that's, my awesome. categories. that's probably why that's right. i'm tagged as that and i don't do that <laughs> right. i should probably i going to say
2: you're in a bit of a different category zeke because like many i tune into you for your breasts so when there are other breasts <laughs> offered like that is a direct competition
0: that's True. That's fair. Cheers. That's a Skill good, up. Cheer, it's cheers. Good that. review. That's a, a good quality review. Quality time Absolutely.
1: to take a. Drink. It
0: is. Yeah, that It is. <laughs> you
1: reviewed that with emotion, and I appreciated it <laughs> and, and integrity. I feel integrity. Um, it, integrity
4: so, 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 yeah. No, I, I definitely don't see myself in like competition with IGN or anything like that. I think we are running quite a different race. Um, I think. He, my guess is I think your average person these days goes to IGN, GameSpot, Eurogamer, et etc for a baseline understanding of what video games are and whether they're good or not inadverted commas at a very kind of as I said baseline level okay? Sure. people want to know what's the IGN score and that helps calibrate their thinking at that point. What happens after that I think is that people then seek out the people that they trust. They seek Mm -hmm. out the individuals, and they're going to go to myself, or they go to ACG, or Maddie Plays, or whoever else, whoever they've got to relate. Or they go to their favorite streamer, you know, of course. And they say, "Well, you know, what is like, what is what does Co think about this game?" and and Co's playing on stream right now. I'll go check that out. Eat it. The IG the IGN reviews and these (laughs) sorts of stuff. They're sort of, as I said, I think they play an important role as. I don't want... That's not quite right. I don't think that's quite... That's not the only reason why people go to them, of course. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of different reasons. But I think, broadly speaking, that's how that's how I use them. Uh, and I think that's how a lot of people use them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that people seek then seek out the people that they have a personal relationship with. And that they can trust on some level because they know this person likes the same thing that I like or whatever else. And I think that's one of the problems with the way that those um, review houses like IGN or those big media outlets structure their reviews is that they they don't really put the personalities front and center. They have bylines, yep. of course. Sure, but you know it's it's sort of like you just it's an IGN review rather than a Mitch Saltzman review, for example. And he's a friend of mine who works at IGN, and he does fantastic work, particularly on really hardcore, like gamer games, you know, like your fighting games and your Dark Souls and whatever else. I know his name, and I seek him out because I know he does really good reviews, right? But I think that's only because I know him. I don't think IGN does a lot of work to elevate those people so that people can think, oh, okay, I know that's a Mitch review, even though it's appearing on an, on IGN's website. That is a guy I have a relationship with. That is a guy I can trust. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the... And I think IGN will probably get there. They're starting to do some, like, column stuff at this point to lift the profile of their individuals. But right now, I think... It's a the lot of work to, like, change that narrative. It right is. Now it is. It is. It is. You know, like, a masthead is its own thing that kind of really buries everyone else underneath it. Yeah? Yeah. And the big competitive advantage that we have as independent YouTubers is that we are our own voice. People know us for that and people as i said seek that out when they want to you know find out like will i will i like this because again if i ha- if you happen to like the same thing that i like for the last 10 games in a row it's probable that you're also going to like the 11th game that comes along you know what i mean and so you come back to me similarly i have lots of people who are like oh i always watch skill up uh, i hate everything he loves and i love <laughs> everything he hates so i watch him to be able to know if he says something's good I'm eating well, you know, I mean, if, if he says something's bad, then I'm eating well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's that kind of relationship. Yeah,
0: sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, I think the other thing too is, is with an IGN review, you know, they don't really go past 10 minutes in most of those. They hit the 10 minute yeah. mark for ad purposes. And that's kind of that. So while they are usually, they are reading a script that is written by the reviewer, you can only say so much. Whereas with you, you can do whatever the fuck you want to review. You, you I think yeah. you were tweeting last night that you have a Destiny review and the script is an hour, right? Uh, over an idea. hour. Over an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: Terrible. Poor Austin, poor Austin. <laughs>
0: but does do you think that makes it easier for you and harder for them? Or is it just variable degrees of nuance again?
4: Where everything um, is everything is hard at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I just mean, different. I... Everywhere yeah, Again, I do speak to people who work for those outlets and they sometimes tell me it's really frustrating to have a word limit that they have to adhere to. And sometimes they'll just go, fuck that. I'm just writing 6,000 words because I feel like it. But oftentimes they're quite restrained with, you know, we need to keep this tight. And there's so much more they want to say, but they can't. So in many aspects, I actually kind of think maybe they have a harder job than I do because, you know, if I ever had to – I hate – that's why my videos are so long. I hate leaving stuff unsaid. You know, I really wish that my videos were shorter. And again, that's something I really admire about, like, Donkey, just, just how succinct it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that having to force yourself to cut a script down and keep it to its most essential elements, it's really hard to do. I hate doing it, so I just choose not to. But those people get forced to do it. So, <laughs> in a way, like, yeah, I think they've got a tougher job than I have. Yeah. How long
0: mm. do, do you think that... You think the IGNs of the world, and we keep saying IGN, they're the biggest. You can put GameSpot. Yeah,
4: GameSpot, you're yeah. a game put, yeah. Again, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. There, there's multiple outlets you can kind of put in the same uh, yeah. spot in the sentence. With them slowly kind of starting to change, and and I think you know Giant Bomb started this trend 15 years ago where uh, it, it's more about having the identity of a person and finding someone that you agree with or disagree yeah. with on a review basis. Is that where IGN's headed ultimately, or do you think that they will always exist as kind of like, we're going to review every single game so that when you type it in on Google, we're the number one or top fivers, like we, we are the kings of SEO and that's what we will always (laughs) be. Or do you think they are going to change to be more, you know, personality focused?
4: Yeah. Well, I think the beauty of likes of IGN is they I reckon they probably get to have it both ways. They've got scale, you know, they've got a large operation supported by, you know, dozens of people. I don't know, maybe a hundred people plus across their different offices. Uh and you've got people focused on editorial as well as back end, as well as marketing or whatever. So maybe they get to do both, you know, and um but I I don't know. Like I again, I, I just I just think that the independent voice that exists on YouTube or Twitch or TikTok or whatever, mm. there's always going to be a market for that too. You know what I mean? And so that's why I came back to I come back to it at the start. I never think compare like. Comp- comparatively or competitively it's just not like that in the world of content i don't think again with streamers like you, you guys don't ever think oh this other person is is snatching my do you think that about it's that? a question actually do you ever think yes. other than the the booby streamers yes. which you've already covered Zeke of course but other than that do you guys ever think oh this person's eaten my lunch on on the streaming side like, it's because you know, of how twitch works the answer is yes
2: yeah there there right. there are absolutely times or if they or if the channels are using nefarious techniques to get to where yeah. they are if someone's above um, you in a directory,
0: like you oftentimes wonder but why.
2: And and you start to, you know, look at that it's in question. Not, it's not the same as what you're talking about. 100%. Because, yeah, you're, what you're talking about is definitely, it's it's like people that enjoy different flavors of ice cream, seeking out the flavors they prefer. Um, you yes. know, it's all still ice cream, but, you are you know, you you find different enjoyment of different types. Um, mm. Ours, I think, is more of a technical nature. A well, and it's, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> there's also the difference between YouTube and Twitch where, like, YouTube video you can watch on your own time. Whenever. Any time Clubs. of the day. Mm. A Twitch streamer, if you're live at the same time as the rest of the website, depending on who is live at that same time. And what they're doing. And what they're doing and what they're playing. And if you're going to play the same game or, or whatever, right? There's so many variables to like... It's only one... A, a person can only watch one stream ultimately. They could have multiple streams open. But you're really only going to be paying mm. attention to one stream. So I think competition... I don't think it's competition, I think it's just you're vying for people's time on Twitch, and and so it's a little different than like a YouTube, where you can watch on your own time
1: it's caused me like uh, to have to like, years ago, but it it caused me to have to change my uh, idea of what I could do, you know, like there are games that come out, like, that are new release games that I can't touch business-wise because they will tank my channel, you know. Like if I play a, a, a fucking Souls game and I don't have, you know, a day early or something like that over other streamers or some some sort of advantage, like it just goes. Yeah. Pfft. However, you know, I, I I I but it affords me the, afforded me the opportunity to find like weird shit that no, mm-hmm. no one else is playing retro shit like that kind of stuff. So like yeah, I it, it's a different thing. I have to think about like, okay. This game I really want to play is having a, a release on this day. How many fucking people are going to be playing it? How popular is it? How hype is it? Is it under the radar enough where I can skate by and still do good numbers, or am I going to have to fucking wait? Like, like recently I was like, can't can't play the Dead Space remake right away, no matter how much I want to. But now since it's gone past, like I get to start it next week. <laughs> yeah, and that,
0: that's interesting. just interesting. There, there's no like the other thing too is. YouTube has an algorithm, right? Google has an algorithm. Yeah. Twitch yeah. doesn't have an algorithm. I, I, no, I thought algorithms. it does. I thought it. I thought it. Not in the same well, right? vein. Like, discoverability These, is not there. It's very yeah. hard to like. These days, there there up. is
2: more of an algorithm. There's like there's like recommended sections and there's featured mm. sections and you know the, yeah the, there's something there, but it, it it's not. You can live and die by the algorithm on YouTube. Yes, it's it's not the mm. same here. It, it's not you know if, if you're going to be on a big channel you're going to you're going to be a big channel regardless of any algorithm kind of thing right um which i mean it's kind of the same for youtube but not it's it's different same yeah. but different sure.
4: Yeah, for sure so sure. sure.
0: um you mentioned uh you know we're, we're talking twitch youtube let's talk react streamers what do you think of them i mean i i fully honest i watch your videos on full on my channel while streaming uh whenever you put out a review. Oh. That's fine. Yeah, oh. that's totally. F- I, I welcome that. <laughs> I thought that was
2: a general. Like, what do you think of React? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm, no. no. Like, I'm just saying, like, people that watch your
0: videos on stream. Are you? Is how do you feel about that? 100% love it. Hundred percent. Love it. Yeah. Love it.
4: Totally w- support. What it. is yeah, the totally. best
0: thing that someone like myself, who watches the video in full, can do to where it's not just literally ripping off your content?
4: I mean, I my thinking on this is to is like I'm a. 100% okay with people watching my content live because I'm like, well, okay, let's say that person has 6,000 concurrents. okay? Did I lose 6,000 views then? No, I don't see it that way because, like, the vast majority of people in that moment would not have been watching my- gone to watch my view, my channel eventually, you know what I mean? Let's say 40 of them might have been out of that 6,000. You know what I mean? Let's say, whatever. I don't know. But either way, it just doesn't bother me at all. I think it's totally fine. It's content. It's like advertising per se. So it's fine. Where I draw the line is when people then upload that reaction to YouTube. And I'm like, no, nah, not okay with that. Fuck that. Oh, and I ask them to take it yeah. down. Right. So, which I have done in the past and I will do again. So, um, again, totally fine with people reacting live because I think it's a totally different ecosystem, you know? and And it's, and it's, and it's, it's gone in an instant. You know what I mean? Like you've watched the thing and then you move on. But people who then re-upload my content to YouTube so that people can then watch it there, that's where I'm like, okay, no, I made that content. That's that's not okay, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think this reacting to content, I think is look, it's a very complicated kind of ecosystem for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely. as someone that's a big fan of like Dark Viper and has taken in everything that he said on the subject... And agree with the vast majority of it. Like, yeah, there's definitely a lot to be said on it. Um, There's no clear cut kind of... It's it's really hard to say anything definitive because there's so many other things you could say in response and whatever else. But I would just say personally, totally fine with people watching my stuff live. That's okay. Okay. Um, I respect the live ecosystem. I respect the streaming ecosystem or what that is, right? And I know people view it differently, but that's how I see it. But again, when it comes time to um, upload that those reactions to permanent long form platforms like YouTube, I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, so I think there's a child behind you. There's a child behind you. He's sort of like... Oh my lord! <laughs> <He's> like, <"Hey.">
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> right. You want to? You want to watch? Your t- okay, mom, mom can help you. Oh my lord! You <laughs> no. are sneaky. No, mom can't help me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! I just... I just love
3: okay. him. We're it <laughs> <thing> we can need-
2: only play. He was just sleeping. Good stuff. I gotta go fix something. I'll be back in okay. a minute. <laughs> All right. You do oh, you. Man. You do you. Go so for it.
0: Understand it. See you, Understand it. Um, you mentioned like it. you know, uh, uh, a streamers got six thousand views. They watch it. It doesn't get yeah. uploaded, etc. What about the inverse of that? When someone watches it with a massive audience, twenty five thousand, you know, twenty thousand plus viewers, and they also sure. have, you know. The, the industry at large, the, the, there's like a sub industry around that streamer to where not them, but the fan yep. base will then take that and put on YouTube. And those videos yep. become bigger than the original video. Yeah. How is that yeah. work? Like, has that happened to you? Uh, and and yeah, if so, like, what is the is there a benefit when that happens or is it all
4: bad? Uh, I, I, well, I I almost don't really think of it in a benefit kind of framework. Like I again, if I was smaller, right, and on like kind of on the up and coming, I might think, oh, cool, some exposure and whatever, even though the exposure argument I think is actually quite weak, as Dark Viper has talked about extensively. Yeah. Um for me personally, I very much approach it from the principle fact like perspective. So even though I see a video is going really large and you know, it's, it's getting huge amounts of views, and I could interpret that as free advertising or exposure or whatever. I'm just like, well, the principle of the of the matter is, I made that video. You know, I I invested that time and whatever else, so I'm not okay with then people like profiting off that, um, just for sitting there and, and watching it. You know what I mean? Um. And so again, that's again, people are profiting off that if they're watching it live. Of course, that distinction is not lost on me. Right. But I do have respect for, as I said, the live ecosystem for what it means to be streaming. That thing is something that I go, okay, cool, I get that, and I'm okay with it. But YouTube is where I draw the line there. And so, um, no matter how big it was, if that video had 15 million views and was like so much exposure, I would still say, no, take
2: it down. That's take it down. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It's it's uh an interesting thing because the second you do that right if if the person in question wants to they could say like hey uh the person that video we watched yesterday told me to take the video down and then you have yeah. a horde of fans that are like well fuck that guy
4: right uh believe and- me when it comes to that i have had more than my fair share of fans coming at me saying fuck that guy
0: sure <laughs> again yeah. it's one of the it's I mean, one that of the comes benefits the territory of, like- of a review i think these days where it's exactly. so
4: incendiary
0: to have an opinion
4: yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, if, again, if you're smaller or less experienced as well, it's kind of like because I've had years and years of people like being very angry at me for my opinion on things. I'm very used to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But if like, again, if you weren't as used to that and you had like a big streamer's audience coming after you, that would be hard. I, I 100% agree with that. That would be, that would be tricky for sure. I can, and I can understand why someone would be like, no, it's not worth that noise. I'm just going to like wear it, you know? But, um, I don't know. I, I, I personally hope that, some reform comes to the React uh, ecosystem overall. I don't think it's healthy. Um, yeah, I, I do think it's exploitative a lot of the time, and um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm not saying that React content should exist because I think it should absolutely. There is definitely a, a, a place for it, but I think that a lot of work is getting ripped off. Um, people are working really hard, and then other people are profiting on that, profiting from that. I don't think that's fair. I and mean, I think there should be something in the future to, like, tidy that up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: So, like, for instance, if there was some way to directly tie it so, like, the React content was tied to the original... Monetized thing. by the original so, thing. Yeah, right? well, kind of like, you know, exactly. you can have overlays and OBS. Like, if you could if you could have, like, the YouTube video was an overlay itself. And then if you react to it and put that on your YouTube, well, it links to that YouTube actually being behind it. So you're actually watching, like, both at once kind of thing or something. So... Yeah, that's,
0: that's a that's, cool
4: idea. There's all those huh. sorts of things I think would be yeah. really interesting to explore for sure.
0: Yeah does that sure. does that come from like a a plat like YouTube? The platform needs to implement these types of things. That to would that up? would be
2: a technology. Yeah, like they would yeah. have to they would have so, to do that. I if they did do something like that, that would that would revolutionize React content because then you'd see people encouraging it. You'd see people leaning into it. You know, like there it would it would do away with all this kind of negativity that comes from it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be sure. wild. Yeah, it would
0: it would almost like uh, solidify that as like an actual thing instead of just this like yeah. weird fringe content that exists out there. Totally. Kinda. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: go you ahead, were Zach. talking about, uh, you know, the, kind of the you you mentioned stuff about, and it just brought up something that I I, I want to ask you about because you're a YouTuber and I'm a live streamer. Um, he's like, fuck that guy, you know, stuff like that. What is your relationship? like with your fans because on twitch i feel like i know a lot of these people personally like sometimes very personally um by their screen names by what they say and stuff like that and i can i can converse with them on you know a a one-to-one basis because they're live you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i can have ask questions or have questions asked of me and i can answer them like what is Mm -hmm. your relationship with your fans like well,
4: I, I definitely feel very uncomfortable with the term fans. If you know what I mean, like that really? that term already kind of yeah yeah yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, like it's influencer.
1: Just, I mean, we are. Uh, yeah. What
2: what do you call yeah. yourself? Are you, an what do you influencer? Call, what, do you, what do you call your yeah, what do you call yourself? And what do you call the people that that in, that you I mean?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sign <size> is <Okay>. great. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I hate. I, I like. Uh, I guess.
4: God, it's like, all of it viewers? sounds lame. All of it. All of it sounds lame. No, but I, I, for me personally, I would say, in the strictest sense, what am I? I am a games critic. Like, I think that's what I would say in the strictest sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, like Chad, that. he
2: doesn't call them peasants. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no. No.
4: Um, no, I think because I think the word the game critic uh, really removes a lot of the parasocial um, connotations associated with what it means to be a YouTuber or an influencer or a streamer or whatever, right? Yeah. That's why I like that term above others because it's quite. Um, it's cold, almost. You know what I mean? And I think uh, part of what I, the way I try to exist on this platform, is to really build quite a wall between myself and any potential parasocial relationships that could emerge. Um, I don't like it at all. I'm just not about it. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just it's just never been a thing that has clicked with me. Um, and so I'm always very appreciative of the people that watch what I do very appreciative. And um yeah, you know, there's no way that I could use this on those on this platform without th- those people supporting me. And I think I do have that very health I think I in broad sense have a healthy relationship with my audience where they watch for me me for my content and my takes, but not for me as a as a person not the right way to say it. But like that parasocial line. People don't try and cross that with me. You know what I mean? Because I don't invite it. I don't create any space for it. You know? Sure. Um, so yeah. So that's why when you say like fans, I'm like, uh, fans, I don't know. Pe- uh, people who watch skill up reviews, are they fans of skill up? I don't know. I like to think that they just happen to like skill up reviews. You know what I mean? Rather than being fans of skill up. I know that's like a weird distinction. That's kind of like how I park it in my mind. You know I mean, what that's I mean? your distinction, and, right? You're
0: allowed, you're allowed to yeah. think of that however yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and I yeah, think your, yeah. your audience will understand and and should understand and draw that line themselves as well.
4: Um, Yeah totally totally um so yeah just um
0: i i was curious hmm. so i I googled before i asked the question you you have a patreon how does it come when it when it like when you try to monetize that audience is this a do you think of that as a transactional a service like for x amount you'll get this there's no parasocial interactivity here you're not gonna like sit down and you know, help me choose what game to review or or however you want to look at it. No, no,
4: again, yeah, and I think I, in the past, had kind of invited some of that stuff through the Patreon and through other platforms and was trying to, like, think of a more collaborative relationship with my audience, but I think I often would just kind of disappoint them because, you know, they'd say, oh, we want this, and I'm like, well, I, I would love to deliver that, but I can't deliver that, so I'm, so at that point, I kind of pulled back from that, and so you know, the Patreon has a very specific function around like, you know, Q&A videos, for example, where I just sort of have a bit of a chance to chat with my audience in a different context every now and then right. um, and some updates and whatever else. But other stuff outside of that is very much like, no, I think I don't want to, again, it's that kind of thing where I really hate disappointing my audience. I hate promising something and not delivering it. Uh, have definitely done that in the past with previous reviews, and people still bring up, "Hey, where's the Sekiro review?" And I'm like, "Good question. Where is the Sekiro review?" You know. Um, so, 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 um, yeah. So that's just how I manage that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. What uh, you know, you mentioned Sekiro. What's the the hardest review you've had to do, or you know, not had to do in that regard? Is there one that like sticks out to where you're like, "God, I really, I really bungled that one." or I really got a ton of flack for that one and I wish I wouldn't have said x <laughs> and, and phrased oh, yeah. it a different way so I didn't, you know, incite a fan yeah, base. Definitely. Do you have anything where you you immediately come to mind with I mean, a specific review?
4: Well, obviously Cyberpunk to this day, Cyberpunk really? is still this review. Oh yeah. But not not probably not for the reasons that you think. Um I think so, that just sucked for everyone though, right? Like Well, th- this is the thing, right? this the cyberpunk thing so anytime my uh my name is brought up anywhere online people be like can't trust him after cyberpunk man can't, can't trust him. <laughs> yeah. and um and i get it because the thing about my review was that i reviewed it on pc top of the line pc and i was like and i had a lot of issues that review that review by the way has about 12 minutes devoted to bugs performance. and performance and it concludes by saying that if you can wait you should not play cyberpunk now until its bugs are fixed because they're they're they are so numerous right right however this was at launch, there has been
0: like launch this is at launch
4: right yeah. there's obviously been a lot of like folklore associate or like Misremembering of things when it comes to Cyberpunk and that time and that review and whatever else, and so a lot of people would say you never spoke about bugs in your review. You never said there, and I'm like, yes, I fucking did. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but 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 the, I but I but I understand why they say that because the tone of that review was quite celebratory because I was like, I really really liked Cyberpunk at launch, even though it had these the multitude of issues. I really liked it. And for me, it absolutely delivered, right, on so many of the things that it had promised. Not everything, of course, and again, I spoke about those in the review, but I was like, cool. But the tone of that review was like celebratory. And that review occurred before the console launch. And the real issues, there are issues, many issues with Cyberpunk. I'm nervous to talk about this because I know it's going to reopen the whole discussion. There were many issues (laughs) with Cyberpunk, of course, on many levels, but the biggest one by far was the horrendous console performance. And, you know, people say, oh, you gave it a pass. whatever. Oh, okay. I was the only person who had an embargo review code for Cyberpunk that refused to upload on that embargo because I refused to use any of the provided B-roll that CD Project Red gave me. They said, you can only use B-roll for the initial review period. I'm like, fuck that. That's bullshit, right? Every other review used that or that embargo review used that b-roll, and I was like, "No, that's not okay." Like, when it comes to reviews, we need to use actual game footage so we can show people why this is so broken. And that's exactly what I did in my review. But obviously, City Project Red kind of like you know, like <laughs> wrecked the review process by refusing to issue console console code, and right. that really poisoned the well, right? So, so, so the tone of that review is very much like Cyberpunk is cool, I love it. Then the console stuff hits and it's like, wow, I can't believe you said Cyberpunk is good. And I get why people think that. Because again, the the, the 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 console performance was so horrendous and the blowback was so bad. And CD Projekt Red so mismanaged it that any kind of review that has any sort of celebratory tone to it looks ridiculous. And I get that. I do, right? <laughs> but I also do think that that review, if you go back and watch it, like kind of it does I'm... I'm happy with that review. You know, like there's obviously some things I would change about it for sure. It was a heady time. Um, but I do think that on balance, that review kind of stands still to this day. Um, but it is absolutely the review that people throw back in my face and been like, ah. Can't trust that shill up guy. He's <laughs> he's in City Project Red's pocket. You know what I mean? He just whatever. Do you, the yellow chair, fucking yellow chair. Look at my chair. Is this chair yellow? No, it's not. Okay, it's fucking gray. It's not a yellow well, chair. A, I never got a that's yellow that's chair.
1: A chair but says I fucking, got a I know yellow that chair. chair. That's a good chair. That's a, <laughs> that's a that's chair. Right. Fucking awesome. That Cyberpunk <laughs> Review paid for that chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you? Um, uh, you said it. You said it though. I need to know. Like maybe we can. Maybe we'll tackle this after this, but. Shill up i want to know where that came where that comes from like oh, if, I, I don't where, know where the progenesis of that was i think i think it was it's it's the it's the obvious it's the flip side
4: to what i said earlier but for some people are like skill up hates everything and then there's some people that are like oh skill up just loves everything and hypes everything and he's in developers <laughs> pockets and shill up shill up shill up and i'm like oh i like that that's funny let's let's make it ours and so I started rolling with it, you know what I mean, and I was like, and it's just I don't know, it's kind of just a bit of an in joke with the audience. Now they get it, and some people who see it online, they're like, "What? Why is he shill up?" And they're like, "Relax, man, it's a joke. Okay? It's a it's joke. Fine. Yeah. He's, we're all okay with it."
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Do you? I mean, Cyberpunk's the obvious example here, but like, the bigger the game, are you more nervous about the review? Like, do you put out? Do you ever pause before hitting live on a review or or setting a you know scheduling a review to go live? and think, did I do this right? Am I going to be mm. the outlier? Am I going to get yeah. shit? Do I read yeah. these comments? How soon do I look at... Th- Am I going to go watch other reviews to see if they liked it? Like, what is... What's the post-process
4: for a review for you? Um, well, yeah. First of all, to answer the first part of the question, definitely you feel that um, reluctance. On cert- well, okay, let's just say this. For example, big game that you don't like that's a bit nerve-wracking mm. like for example last of us 2 um when i put out that review i'm like okay most people are not going to because i had a sense of what the critics were going to say about it as well when i speak speaking to them or whatever right people talk and i was like okay
0: embargo that just happens. Yeah, yeah sure
4: and i'm like okay i'm going to be the outlier on this this is going to be pretty rough <laughs> um and sure enough it absolutely was um but yeah, like, again, it comes back to that point that I made earlier, which is like you, the most valuable thing that you have is your perspective. And if I had sanitized that to try and like, whatever, then I don't think, you know, and again, a lot of people say as well to this day, hey, can't trust Skill Up after the Last of Us 2 review. He got it so wrong. I understand. I get it. Like, it's it's a, that kind of game that hits with people. And it's like, how could anyone not like this? It's such a masterpiece. I get why people have that reaction to it. I get why people would be so confused. When they say that stuff, when I if I was to say, you know, I don't like it. But um, yeah, I definitely felt that kind of reluctance there. If there's a big game that's dropping that's not that you don't like, like Callisto Protocol as well, I was like, I'm pretty sure this sucks. But maybe <laughs> some people think this is good. Maybe, maybe. And so I was like, when you kick, when you click the publish button, and also because you're also aware of like people's expectations. And right, you know, that's, uh, you know that's people so really want, want it to be good, you yeah. know. Like yeah. they they really want that everyone we all wanted the Callisto Protocol to be fucking great, and we were so excited. And when it and when it's not, you're like, wait, what? And then people are just like, the biggest example of that is Fallout 76. I preview. I like did a preview. <laughs> I did a um. I'm gonna go make some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did a stream of Fallout 76 back in the day in the beta and i'm like i just want to show everyone how fucking garbage this is okay <laughs> and and that review even right now that live stream has like a 25 download down vote ratio and uh the review or the preview itself that i did for the beta same sort of deal like 30 percent download uh down vote ratio people hated hearing that fallout 76 was not good same with anthem when anthem dropped if you go and look right. at that review that has quite a like a chunky number of down votes from the launch, when people are like, "I can't believe it," you are wrong. This is this is a this is a good video game. There's no way this is bad. And then off you go, you know. So, um, yeah. So so Fallout 76 though was definitely a very instructive period for me as a content creator. I definitely learned a lot from that about people's willingness or unwillingness to see what is in front of their eyes. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? you so, w- when. Does that affect the scripting that you feel like you have to constantly back up anything you're saying? And that's why the videos are so yeah. long. So that when you say X is shit, you quantify that it's shit so many times yes. so that the comment doesn't show up and say like, well, here's the 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 you know the, the one uh, exemption to the rule type deal. Like, are you constantly yes. battling that in your head?
4: In fact, like earlier when we started, I talked about the fact that the scripting process is like a warm security blanket for me. And the reason it's a security blanket is because I've definitely been in multiple positions over my career where I've said some stuff like kind of before, like I've said some stuff before it was like a broader talking point. You know what I mean? Like, for example, I'm like, Fallout 76 sucks, guys. I was kind of like the first video to go up to say that, right? Yeah. Same sort of thing with Anthem even like Destiny 2 at launch when it was vanilla, like very positive reviews and whatever else. And I'm like, guys, I think there's a problem with Destiny 2, right? And so I definitely have been in positions where I've had like a a perspective that has put me in like out there or like a lot of hot water. And then people really start picking apart what you say, okay? And over time, I have become, as I said, more cautious with what I say because I'm thinking about, well, what happens if we get into a position where this this message gets out there and whatever else. Have I really backed this up? Have I really demonstrated my point? Like, am I watertight on this thing, you know? So I think my shift towards 100% scripted reviews and being very careful with what I say is a direct result of all of the times in the past where I've, you know, found myself in a position where, you know, my perspective has landed me in this hot water. And yeah, that's that's that. So it all ties back.
0: Let me follow that up. Are you looking forward to Starfield?
4: Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes. I am. But like, look, 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 look. I mean, I think Starfield is going to be a good video game, right? I think it's still going to be a Bethesda game, which means it's going to have all the Bethesda bullshit. I think anyone that imagines yep. that Starfield is going to be this other thing that we have never seen from Bethesda Game Studios before, I think they're crazy, right? It's literally the same game engine, updated. It's the same sort of like, you know, front-on, hello, I am a quest giver. Let me talk to you for a... It's like, it's that. It's a big open world to explore and a sandbox to muck around in. Like, it's going to be that. And I'm okay with that. Skyrim is literally one of my favorite games ever. Morrowind. Probably one of the most formative games for me personally in terms of shaping my view about what a good video game is. I'm I a huge you. Bethesda I, game. I shoot. just want to say I love you. I, I want
1: to get married to you soon. I mean, the parasocial line. We got it. <laughs> it, Zeke. There's a line. You're <laughs> right. You, right?
0: You're in the end there's zone. There's a, a <laughs> lot of link <leap>
4: between. <laughs> there's a lot of link between Morrowind and Outer Wilds. We should we talk about that at some point. But um, <laughs> but but um. Yeah, so so love Bethesda Game Studios in terms of th- their output in the past. Um, l- not as close to it, obviously, with the more recent offerings. True. And Fallout 76, I think, was just a really shitty product right up and down, like from its inception to its motivations to its delivery to its everything. Um, which, you know, but I also think it was part of that kind of like frog boiling in the water thing where we've had all these issues with bethesda games in the past that we've kind of ignored and fallout 76 just allowed us to see them all at once and be like "Hmm, okay so anyway long answer short i think starfield will be fine i think it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it but i'm also not expecting this kind of like seminal genre redefining experience like i think it's going to be a a fine video game is my my personal prediction you bring up fallout 76 and
0: i start to think of of things like No Man's Sky, you know, games that, that redeem themselves as kind of these ongoing games. When you review an initial product, have you ever wanted to go back and review it six months after the fact, a year after the fact, and say, like, this game sucked when I reviewed it, but now it's actually yeah. pretty good? Is that something yeah. that, as a reviewer, you find important? Or is it, I put up my review at that point in the game, that's where it exists and if people find this you know a year after the fact that's just ha- what it was at that time like how do you yeah. what's your approach to um, that it's got to be weird yeah. to review games like that
4: uh, I don't I don't think it's weird per se like as in I think that reviews are for the moment in which they are written and that moment lives forever right and so when mm. people want to know what is the launch date of Destiny 2 there is a, there is going to be any number of views, including mine, to sh- to show. Okay, here's what it was, and um and then after that, you know, you you have a relationship with the game or not, and you might come back to it and re review it. For example, like No Man's Sky, where I um, you know, I did a review of it post launch, and I'm like, hey, this is still not quite for me. I didn't really like it. But I was like, it's clear. They've done a tremendous amount here. This is cool. I actually re-reviewed Fallout 76 after they did their... Oh, um, see. So okay. What was it called the wa- Wastelander up- update or something? Wastelanders. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is definitely a better game by many metrics. They've actually added some NPCs now. That is nice. Um, but I was like, no, I still think this is ultimately terrible and I hate it. Um, So... Yeah, going back to a game, I think, makes a lot of sense if, if it's a live service game. My Destiny coverage is an example of that, where I'm not only going back to a game, but kind of like chronicling its evolution over time. And one of the things that I really love on my channel is my coverage of Destiny. You know, I, I'm really proud of that coverage because I think you can watch the evolution of that game over time through my videos. Which you know, interestingly enough, you can't experience in the game anymore because they've taken all that shit out. You know, yeah. Which uh, is another whole topic. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think going back and re and re reviewing live live games or games that have had substantial updates um, makes a lot of sense. It's purely just a function of do you have the time to do it? Um, and often I don't, sadly. But it's something I'd always love to do when it when it makes sense. Sure. Just for uh, I don't know
0: fun factor. If you Google Destiny Two review. Your video is the one, two, three, four, five, six, eighth response on the first page uh, for your right. Destiny Two The Witch Queen review. So you've
4: got that. Okay. Up. Cool. <laughs> there we go. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. to see it. Above yes. The and interestingly enough, baby, my yeah. <laughs> above the fold, my uh, Destiny Two uh, Life fall review will go live this week. By the way. That's, yeah, I was. Uh, I was going
0: to ask you. You've week. done the raid. Do you want to talk about that? I, the, well, De- does your
4: audience want to hear about destiny i mean there's like audience does thousands of people
1: <laughs> hey, Zeke's audience you know, does yeah. not. <laughs> well dude at least you ask rami comes on and doesn't even fucking ask if we want to hear about destiny he just blathers <laughs> on that's about
0: true it i hours. i get very I think- reserved takes uh on destiny around here only because Me too. if it's just the two of them they're they just say cool i'm glad you're enjoying it and they kind of move on right like the the exactly there's so much of a it's such an odd game. Cause the conversation around destiny is like, one, are you actively playing it? And even then, if you're actively playing it, you might even hate it more, right? Like you might even have stronger opinions <laughs> against destiny. More. Uh, then yep. is if you're not playing it, because if you're not playing it, then the answer is like, no, I'm not going to play that. Everyone that yeah, plays yeah. it is just always so upset all the time. Why would I play that? Because <laughs> they're upset. The- so it's like a very strange game. Uh, and I think like, there's a lot of games that fill that void. Uh, Destiny is similar in like League of Legends, which I play a lot of as well. Most people who play League of Legends will say, don't play League of Legends.
4: It sucks. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely But not. It's, it's just, the worst. worst game ever. You you can't stop playing. Can't stop uh, playing it. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I had my League goes. years as well. I've, I've moved beyond those as well. So. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, I and think Destiny... always something to replace it. that, so... Yeah, I, I think Destiny at a very high level is uh, like I think most of those games that consume a huge portion of your time are going to frustrate the audience regardless. Like WoW, for example, you know played WoW for like ten years and had nothing but complaints for WoW while I was playing it, and then you stop playing, you're like, you know what? WoW is a pretty good video game, wasn't it? Uh, it's just that when you're in the thick of it and you're and you're and you're thinking, well this sucks and they're making me do this annoying thing for 15 hours and i get it you know what i mean it's like it's the thing that you're spending your time on so it's obviously natural that you would like direct your critical faculties toward that thing you know yeah um but it is also in its own way uh, a, a testament to the value of those products because they do invite that kind of uh tough love and criticism and engagement and if destiny was truly shit then no one would talk about it it would that would be it. It wouldn't be in the discourse and whatever. It would just that's it. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it's it's got that thing that keeps people. It's coming got back, a player base as for you sure, and I know
0: right. Like they just crossed all time highs, uh, both mm. on on Twitch yep. with the the raid on Friday. It had its all time viewership high, uh, and on yes. launch, at least on Steam, they crossed their all time uh, player base high of, of concurrent yeah. Uh, yeah. on on yeah. Lightfall launch. So,
2: yeah, actually, it's, um, it's abs- really it's weird. I'm really,
4: ex- I'm really excited because this week I'm actually interviewing uh joe blackburn the games creative director on my the fps podcast right uh so that'll be live this weekend as well any destiny addicts in the chat you know what day uh, that, just, that's that's you know, going up so people that? can that'll most likely be live on my sunday which is your saturday okay all right and that'll be live on the skill up channel as well as on the fps podcast which you can search for on podcast platforms cool i'm i'm very surprised
0: yeah. one that that interview is is just happening to begin with given the response <laughs> like a lot of times they'll reach out to to devs and they'll just be like no i'm not gonna go defend yeah, my game in front of the, <laughs> no no the no masses, I know, and I'm, or, or, or go look, talk about my game in front of the masses type deal
4: yeah and, and i definitely want to set the expectation like i, I i'm not interested in like having them defend and Joe it and yeah no, that's not it. Like that's, I think that would be a very inappropriate kind of conversation. Like, obviously I'm going to have, we, we all have some questions about like the different strengths and weaknesses of destiny, Yeah, but certainly not, it's not the intent for anyone that we invite on the show. And it'd be the same for you guys to like, you know, like defend this thing, you know, justify this thing before my audience. Now, like that, that's not the right platform for that.
1: You know, the unfortunate well, it's fucking counterproductive, dude. It's, it's like, we, we're going to invite someone on our fucking thing to like shit on them. Like, I'm not going to give him any more <laughs> guests after that. Right. The, the
0: un- <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. The unfortunate thing is no matter what he says, no matter any, any dev says anything on any podcast, it's going to yeah. be used as ammunition for, or against whatever support the person of course. Of course. is intending to use that for. And that's why, you know, I, I look at that type of stuff and I'm like, man, you guys are brave as hell. Like I wouldn't, yeah, as a developer totally. of a game, especially one of destiny, I would never want to be, I would never want to draw the ire of an entire community about anything <laughs>
4: regarding that stuff. Yeah, but like they, also to Bungie's credit, you know, like they are actually pretty out there when it comes to their community engagement. You know, like they they. But it's usually I kind of faceless, right? Like it's it's like uh, we no, as Bungie well, are, are saying this rather than a I an individual. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree with that necessarily. I think they have made appearances on different podcasts and also creator channels in the past, for okay. sure. Um, and I would say that more importantly, like, you know, DMG, who has obviously just resigned and, um, he's moved on now, but he was very, very out there. And before that, that Deitch, you know what I mean? Like, they're the people that were the community leads and it was very much them as people being out there on those platforms and having those conversations. So, would say personally i think that they are more front-facing than some developers not as much as say you know digital extreme with the with their community team who are very out there and like very present right um and there's a number of studios that are similar to that model i think but bungie are, you know they're present enough i think yeah yeah
0: yeah, I, I think that's the. I'm I'm not going to ask you like, did you like Destiny? I'll just watch your review. I'll just I'll wait <laughs> for the review to come out. Sure, uh, sure. Of, of, I mean, look, I,
4: I think all. it's. Well, I, I landed in an unsurprising place, which is that like, uh, campaign story sucks. Uh, rest of the expansion pretty good, pretty good. But obviously, yeah. there's there's some there's some big gaps within Destiny still to this point. Which it's like, can you fill all these gaps between now and the final shape? I don't know, man. That's that's the question mark. So yeah, um, hundred yeah. percent right. And uh, mm-hmm. where do you? For the
0: future, like, do you think they put out Final Shape and then Destiny 3 is right after that? Or or, or I, I, Destiny is right after that, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I know a lot of people, Destiny fans, would hate this idea. but To lose everything, yeah. Yeah, well, I just, I'm okay with losing everything. Like, it's, for me personally, I play it to play it. I don't play it to, like, be a stuff goblin and, like, look at how many things I have. Oh I look at my, po-. like, I don't. Like I don't care that much. Like it's just if you can replace it with better, more interesting stuff at the from the jump, rather than us having to go through a three year period of the game getting good again, like we did with Destiny two, then I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? And I also would welcome the opportunity for a bit of a reset and of the narrative around Destiny because I think it's so intimidating for new people. They're like, I can't possibly start Destiny now. It's too late. I would love for there to be a moment where people feel like, yeah, I could start Destiny and like people would join this franchise and get into it. You know what I mean? And if Destiny 3 is what it takes to do that, then I'm okay with that. So um, do I think Bungie will do that? I don't know, but I will ask I, Joe that this week on the podcast. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it, God, Bungie I will is, say that's
2: one of the main things keeping so, me away from the game. Like, yeah, like yeah really 100%. Like, it, I mean, that that's that takes away any any will to want to get into it. Is knowing that there's giant swaths of it that will probably never make sense to me, that I have to go watch hours of YouTube videos by people that didn't make the game. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a weird. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's
0: totally. so. Uh, then, even removed from everything you just said, which I 100% agree with, they're now owned by PlayStation. So, what hmm. does that look like? Right? Like, yeah. how does that yeah. factor into everything moving forward?
4: Uh, yeah no idea eh? i just i mean obviously we could all we could all guess but we don't know like we don't know what goes on in like the boardrooms and the whatever else and obviously bungie's working on some other project right now which everyone assumes to be some sort of like pvp focused game right um and then destiny will continue to exist they're not going to like retire destiny they're not going to leave this thing (laughs) sitting on the shelf because it's too successful so um yeah but what plans sony has for that i don't know man No idea. Um, But I also think that Bungie, the the deal they negotiated, looks like they have a lot of autonomy. So I suspect that no matter what path is set, it's actually set by Bungie more than Sony. You know, Sony will obviously need to sign off on it, but I do think that Bungie have the upper hand in that negotiation process because it seems like that's what they negotiated in the contract. Yeah.
0: Uh, Final question, Destiny. Thumbs up, thumbs down on
4: Raid. Did you enjoy it? I think it's a thumbs up. As a raid experience, I think it's a thumbs down as a day one experience. Um, Tune into yeah, the review like, for more. <laughs>
3: that is very basically, yes, essentially.
4: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but again, I don't think that's a hugely controversial or surprising take because it's it, with the raid was very, um, the raid's very easy. Yes. Uh, surprisingly. So when I discovered how all the mechanics worked on each encounter, I'm like, what? That's especially the last boss. I'm like, what? That's it? Very simple. Um, yeah. It's one mechanic in, essentially. Yeah, and I, that's nice because I actually really like um, DSC, like Deepstone Crypt. Very approachable, very easy, very chill. And it's nice to roll through that. But it's also nice to have, you know, your last wish or whatever else, which is like, what the fuck? I need to look up six hour guides on how to do this. Yeah. I think there's room for both in Destiny. And I think it's kind of interesting that. Bungie does that. Whereas most other raids in most other games, they're aiming for like a certain level. They're aiming like it must be this hard. And there might be plus or minus a bit, but it's always going to be in that ballpark. Whereas Destiny has this different approach, which is like, well, one raid is going to be really hard and another one's going to be really easy. And I think that's kind of cool in a way, you know? Yeah. It was
0: not, I, I will say it was nice to not wake up on Saturday the following morning and be like, Gotta go back to that fucking boss.
4: Like I was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I had I bought this like whole bag of snacks and these all like Red Bull and I was ready for like a twelve, sixteen, eighteen hour <laughs> session. I was like, let's go, boy. And then like we were done in four hours. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, it's nice that we're done, but at the same time, kinda sucks that we're done.
0: Yeah. yeah. For uh people that don't follow Destiny, the world first kill was two hours and thirty minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it was yep. done yep. relatively quickly. Um yep much faster than than other rates within the game
2: out of out of the six names on the world first team two of them i saw that were names of my kids yes yeah that's right, and that's right. rowan was actually that's spelled cool. the way that we spelled it which we've never met another rowan who's like that. And I was just like, <laughs> what is this yeah your kids where are, are actually secretly writing like, destiny is, i know right there was this, there was a yeah. fraction of a second where I was like my kids play destiny
0: it's great <laughs> i just don't know it. yeah yeah mm. oh my mm. lord dude uh i've I wanted to include this in news so we can kind of move away from, from grilling skill up and just bring you into the, the full conversation here in the final 20 minutes of the show. Uh, did y'all see what Jim Ryan said? Uh, the, the, what's his proper title? The president and CEO of Sony entertainment, uh, regarding the Activision Blizzard acquisition this past week. Uh, he was yeah. quoted as saying, just, yeah, I don't want a new call of duty deal. I just want to block your merger.
4: That's from... What's her name? It's from a, a Microsoft VP, I think. It's from... A, no, from Activision. From an Activision chief Or Activision. Like Activision, Activision right. Yes, Activision.
0: Yeah. Uh, is yeah, it... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to... I'm going to completely butcher her name. Uh, Cheng messervi or Meservi, uh who's yeah, been pretty right. vocal on Twitter about all that stuff. But... <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> he said the quiet part loud.
0: It, it, it's just... I <laughs> like... We're getting down to the, you know, what, three or four months, I think, till that decision is made, uh, till most of the decisions are made around that on if it's going to happen or whatnot by all of the different legislative uh, committees and all that stuff. I feel like the shit is kind of starting to sling. And, like, as an outsider, it's it's, like, a little refreshing to just see them straight up say that rather than kind of, like, the corporate speak that you get all the time. But also it's, like... Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, that's
4: wild. But like, I, but like, also not like. I think people will really roast Jim Ryan for this, but it's like that is that's a his 1, job. thousand percent his job. Like yeah. that is if he was not doing that job, you'd be like, what? What are you doing, Jim? Like, so while I don't, I don't have a horse in the race for the Activision Blizzard merger or whatever. Like, I don't. I think it's bad on many levels, and I think it could also be good on a few levels, right? But bottom line. Of course, Sony should oppose it because that is their job as a company to do that. Like, it is not their job to like kind of help their competition get access to the most successful video game franchise in the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think every like it's it's, but it is funny when Sony do all the double speak and they're like, "Well, actually, our games kind of suck," and you know, like all these like they're all these companies right now are just sort of saying that they're they're not very competitive and their their products are actually kind of shit if you really think about it. Like all that stuff is ridiculous looking but it's just corporate spinning themselves over to like get a yeah. job done. You know, what I mean? I,
0: I'm, I'm so curious to, to like, I wish I could tell the future and see what's going to happen. One with the actual, mm-hmm. you know, decision on, on how all that goes, but also just like the events leading up to that. There's we're three or four months out from that. How much more of this are we going to see? Right. Cause a lot of it is also just public opinion. Uh, and, and, and they're, they're stoking the flames of the, like, you know, the, the silly console wars that have existed on the internet for however long now. And when this stuff no. comes out, the people that are, you know, pro Sony or, or pro Xbox or whatever, they just add into their like repertoire of like, well, let's go ahead and have this into our gun where we could just load this and shoot it whatever we need to win an argument type deal. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very fascinating to see all that type of stuff. But mm. other than that, there's been really no movement on it in the news apart from that quote coming out and people just running with it. Because uh, it is, you don't typically see that type of conversation uh, <laughs> at all from like a CEO level uh, employee of any company. Mm. Um, mm. What else was out there news wise? Any, any? I mean, you did a news show this week, Gillip. You do a news show every week. Anything for you that was like super big that you think is is worth discussing here? Do my job for me, skill up. Make
4: it easy. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, only, if only I had been briefed. Uh, uh, true. Um, uh, I mean, we got Elden City Skylines. Elden Ring DLC. Elden Ring DLC. Did you guys talk about that We last talked
0: week? about that. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Starfield yeah, release date. Right, well Starfield release date got out there. Uh, yeah. That's true.
4: It's exciting. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, a week well, after I, I mean, Baldur's rise. Gate.
2: What's what's not exciting is it's a week after Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. I'm like that planning blows. multiple 24-hour streams or something. Like I don't know. Oh my oh god. My god. Man, it's going
4: to be Yeah, right. Uh, i totally forgot about that. But I was expecting those- actually that Starfield would launch in the end of June because there was that FA there was actually a um on uh, this uh, Bethesda website there was like an FAQ that said that Starfield would launch in the first half of the year first half yeah and, yep. yeah <sighs> and given the timings of E3 and whatever else i was expecting that which means it would have gone up against Final Fantasy 16 and Diablo and so 4 so it's kind of like anti Diablo 4 so i'm actually much more okay with um with this timing uh so yeah, yeah. i think it personally i think it works
1: and you said it's, oh. it's uh, september this is happening september yeah, yeah. september night yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Six, nine, six, yeah, we'll six, we'll then. see. We'll That's the see. other LA thing. I don't, I, mean,
1: I don't fucking trust any fucking release dates anymore ever. That's the thing. <laughs> That's
0: Does Smart. it
4: get delayed to, to winter? <laughs> Potentially. I'd be so surprised if it gets delayed again. I just say I can't I can't see it would be so shocking if they did. Um speaking of delays, we should talk about if we talked about Suicide Squad yet? No, 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 that was the okay, uh, past Okay, we can come back to that well, yeah. But um but uh, to, for them to to delay it indefinitely with no new date, and then to announce a date, you have to assume that they're pretty confident, right? Yes, you have to assume. You have to assume make it- that they're in, in their final bug polishing phase right now, uh, or at least they've polished as many bugs as they can in a Bethesda game. <laughs> you know, I don't um, know. Yeah, it's. I'd be surprised if it sh- if it if it if it if it, sh- if it slips.
2: Yep. Also, they've laid out a path now. So first of all, they made a fully you know curated release date thing, had Todd do his, oh, I'm Todd Howard, yes. did the whole thing. So that, <laughs> that's a little bit official. Jacket. Then they announced the June event, event. So yeah. we're going to get the whole event in June, which was probably, and that's going to just be the the big hype stepping stone right into September. If they delayed it after September, that would be very weird at this point. It's like they're laying out the roadmap. So that would kind of like make did the they whole do thing that with, fall apart. Did they
0: do that with Fallout 4 after his presentation? Was there a delay?
2: No, Fallout 4 was, like, announced in E3, no, and, then and it then just came out. Here it is. Yeah, like, okay. that was, like, one yeah. of the best releases ever. Um, yep. But the game couldn't have been a little better. But it was it was pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. Real quick segue of news also. Did you guys hear about the Stalker 2 stuff today? I saw you uh, tweet that, and I saw Hi. their
0: uh, their messaging. Yeah, that's, that's awful.
2: So, what, basically, what? A, a group of nefarious actors has obtained a bunch of their source material. And yeah, right. they are now blackmailing the company into saying things publicly and changing things in the game, um, or they're saying they're going to release like all of it. Yeah, and this is like apparently all major art, all the cutscenes, like all the storyboards, like. Oh so man, that I, is, I felt
4: as like if the... this develop as this this studio I know, right?
2: <laughs> enough, like get oh fucked. absolutely like, yeah,
4: that is so sad. Jesus Christ,
2: yeah. I, I said this earlier. And I'll say it again. I could. I could. I've memorized every single word that is the script and seen every single cutscene, And I will still play that game with a smile on my face from beginning to end and love every second sure. of it. Like, you know, it's, it's, and yeah. I think, I think a lot of people feel that way. At I think point, you're not alone. Like, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. I think feel this way. Um, yeah. so, but it's do just, you know, it's such a, it's a terrible
1: position to be in. Do you know, like I, I saw some people in chat and I don't want to get one guide, but like, was there a reply? Like a couple people were saying, like they replied and said, do it. Try it, they, yeah. oh, no, no.
2: If if you look on my Twitter, they they actually released an official announcement saying the situation mm-hmm. and saying the we're gonna like stay away from the spoilers because they're gonna happen. Like, yeah, we're they're not, coming out. We're not, not changing anything. Lose. We're not doing anything. Like they're going to come out. So you know, if you want to avoid the spoilers, do it. It's... They they respectfully requested you don't repost the spoilers when you see them. Um, you know, on all the normal kind of stuff. So, you know, I
0: it's yeah. it's unfortunate because I feel like with with the Grand Theft Auto leaks that happened a while back, people saw that like how <laughs> how God. much of a like effect that can have for a company, and so now nefarious actors are going to continue to do this because of the effect that it had, in hopes that like the company will um uh, you know bend to their demands, but. Yeah, it's it's not a good situation, for sure. It's a shame. It's unfortunate. It's shame. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you um, mentioned Suicide Squad. Uh, yeah. Now, that, that is a report that Jason Schreier is saying that it's getting delayed, not an official announcement yes. that it's being delayed. And the response Great. was, or, or the, the the report was that they're delaying the game because of the response to it showing at that PlayStation event.
4: No, no, no. It's not that at all? I, well, no. He did say it is being delayed. Okay. He did not say it was because of that negative response. I don't believe so, anyway. I'll pull it up. I think he just said, Yeah, I think he just said, it has been delayed, full stop. The game met a negative response from fans, full stop. Right? Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong on that. But um, either way, like the delay that you're, uh, they haven't actually announced a new date. But the the thing is, right? All the things that people were complaining about in that response, there's no way you can change that stuff unless you delay the game like, Two years. Like, all that stuff is hard-baked into the game at this point. The fact that it's a live service, its entire loot system, you know, like, the identity of each of the heroes and their movesets, all of that shit is hard-baked. Yeah. And so, whatever delay is happening right now might be some tinkering around the edges. I suspect it's probably for, like, polish and whatever, bug fixing and and, and whatever. But I, I don't, I do not imagine it is a delay as a response to the negative feedback. Because again, it's just, there's no time for that now. This game has been developed for like eight years already. You know what I mean? This just like, no, nah, it's not changing.
0: You are correct. Uh, it's it's kind of odd. The Bloomberg.com, the publication that Jason Schreier works for, the headline on Twitter, at least, I don't know if this is like an old cache. It says Warner Brothers delays Suicide Squad game again after fan backlash. The title of the Bloomberg.com article is Warner Brothers Delay Suicide Squad Game Again to Add More Polish. The article says uh, the delay is necessary mostly to fix bugs and improve aspects of the game that were lagging behind and won't overhaul much of the core gameplay that led to the backlash that person said, asking not to be named, discussing information that isn't public. Um, He also says uh, this delay also moves Suicide Squad out of a crowded release window that currently involves the new Zelda, Diablo, and Final Fantasy games. So
4: yeah Were you guys i didn't i didn't see your responses to the suicide squad are you guys all on the same page with that as everybody else are you like uh this is kind of a bummer or are any of you like yeah I, that actually looks pretty sick i'm down
0: i thought it looked fine and then like as they started i, I watched it live so it, my sure. the reaction or whatever is out there where like oh this looks cool oh oh <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> like they it was a layered Brutal. the way that they did the messaging was like here's what the game looks like. Here's how it's a live service, here's how the gear has levels to it, here's the battle pass. And it's just kind of like, okay, I see what this is now. Um and I think that you know having Rocksteady attached to all of that is just like you, you look at like the pedigree that they have and you're like, man, like this is Rocksteady in 2023. Like this is kind of where they're at yeah. that's unfortunate um the core game mm-hmm. could be great from a gameplay perspective but it's in service to all of this other stuff that is now also coupled with the game and that just kind of like yeah. i think i enter into playing that with all of that already is kind of baggage and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. for them as as developers because like i love the sure. arkham games right i think everyone did
2: they, they were I- revolutionary that's exactly what I was about to say. I loved the old Batman games. I thought they were awesome. The combat was engaging. Like, everything about them was cool. I have not played a game in those styles since those games, essentially. Like, they've just been getting Spider-Man. progressively. Spider-Man was pretty good. Yes, yeah. I did like yeah. Spider-Man and Miles Morales. But, but in terms of in, like, the Batman universe, it um, sure. was like, what's what was the more rec- the, the recent one? Golf of Gotham Knights, Gotham Knights. Yeah. Like, well, that that wasn't Rockstar, Yeah. That was just Warner still, Brothers. Still, still, still. It's just like yeah. it's it's the same as a lot of the the Marvel games for me recently. I've just totally. been kind of like, it's just you know well, they're you didn't not like Guardians they're of the not... Galaxy. You didn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. I like Come Guardians of the Galaxy, but the one the yeah. the live service one was Marvel's was oh, Avengers. The Marvel's yeah. Avengers. Marvel's yeah yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, nice. you know I hey, I'm I'm always here for a good like you know single player adventure kind of thing. And and for the record, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Went in with low expectations. Came out like digging it. I think it took a top in my top ten that year um but yeah did, so did, you of... did you guys play Midnight
4: Suns did you guys play Midnight Suns
0: I did I Zeke did right you did yep. yeah you tried you Co- Coda so, doesn't like on. when we talk about it so we had to shelf the Why? <laughs> <guy. laughs> it's not that
2: I don't like it we it's get just, the so eye rolls find, and we're find, just like oh god I find the discussion of it like the game boring and very catering to the fans of that franchise <laughs> it's, it's not it, interesting it, it, <laughs> I, it, it, I, I feel a, like it was uh, it was It was, it was like, it was, it was a Marvel game for Marvel fans. (laughs) I'm not a Marvel fan. And it's so, it's so plugged into Marvel fans and people that love that. And it's just
0: 100%. I I agree with that as well as, as, as a Marvel fan, but it's, I think it's plugged into like the comic book nerds, not the MC. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, like, I haven't read a Marvel comic in forever. And there was characters in there. I was like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) Who the fuck is this dude? I have no idea who that guy is. I don't know who that chick is. I don't know. Half of these people gameplay. Like, oh, the gameplay hey Iron Man. I know you. Spider-Man. I know you. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, gameplay yeah, was pretty yeah. fun, but
2: the whole like <laughs> weird quasi-dating game Sims yeah, thing I part of it was definitely just like you gotta, really you gotta, you gotta need to like those characters yeah. and want to know more I, to really kind like. of play. Yeah.
0: I think they had such <laughs> an uphill battle because it was just same thing as Rocksteady, right? Like Rocksteady's making a live service game, the XCOM devs made a Marvel game. Right? It's it's almost the same mm-hmm. narrative where that just turned people
4: off from the inception of the idea. You're right, you're right. Um and now Jake Solomon's left 4AXIS, sadly. Yeah, he's gone. So, so but so I'm is, assuming uh, he's Steve, gonna start I his think. own Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming he's gonna start his own studio and do his thing. So I mean, I'm sure we'll get an XCOM straight at some point, but it won't be on Jake, which is a bit of a bummer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they obviously they hold IP and all that stuff, so I would think we get an XCOM as well. Um mm. and they're trying to Sales wise, I think they were very open with the idea of like, yeah, it didn't sell that well. We're hoping that this has a lot of legs, like a lot of our other products, and they've they had a free weekend yeah. recently for it, where yeah, the whole yeah, game yeah, was yeah. free. So they're, you know, they've got DLCs and stuff coming. So they're going to try to. I, push it I all
4: personally up. think the gameplay side of it was like superb. I think it was fantastic. I really loved it, and I would say anyone watching, if you haven't played um, Midnight Suns and you can get it cheap. I really would recommend doing so. And if you can skip through as much of the dialogue as possible uh, and just focus <laughs> on the fighting side of it, I think it's a really fantastic game. I really do. It's just that the other side of it is so much and so obnoxious that it's like it really drags the package down. You,
0: you know? didn't love but doing um, uh, Blade's Book Club? You, I
4: loved it. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. That was the... I, oh, God. Oh, I just, I, It's like ptsd just thinking about that
1: too much. Too much. What? okay just, i don't understand God. what was what you love so much about the book club i just loved how
0: absurd it was the fact that it was, it was a dumb. book club with blade and captain marvel and
1: captain america i was i thought it was just absurd i was waiting for something like crazy to happen because i was like i was oh, looking the, forward to it the idea you kept was talking enough about for it me. and i was like all right i got to it and i was like this is just kind of like, but the, but the, the thing is, like, so was like going on a fucking picnic with Blade, like,
0: yeah. Just, <laughs> it's all. Strange. I thought it was going to be something
1: even more <laughs> weird and ridiculous, but it, it ended up being like just another like side thing. And goddamn, like, so much of that fucking game just seemed tacked on. It was side. Like, cap. I liked the combat, man. I liked that. I liked how that was laid out. That was a lot of fun. The strategy, the squad, blah, 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 turn-based shit. But like, god damn, that's I don't know. You I mean I could have done without most of that story shit. Like there's yeah, a lot the, of it. I, I, I would love
4: if they they're not gonna do it, obviously. There's no way. But it would be yeah. so cool if they like remixed that game somehow. Just took and, it all out and like, just had a took, took the core gameplay, ripped all that other stuff out, allowed you to do some like base building stuff, a la XCOM or whatever, and then so basically just make it Marvel. XCOM and remove all the fire emblem stuff out of it make that version of the game and i will buy it again do you there know what i mean go. like i'll do that there you go so like Let's just, your just skill to show up. support
0: right there yeah. there you go uh right skill up we got a, a five minutes maybe uh here at the end i know you've played final fantasy 16 do not spoil anything i will preface that because i the footage was spoilery uh if you are going yeah. to play the game thumbs up just out of your own... I, I watched your, your yeah. thing on it,
4: so I know that you enjoyed
0: it. But seem, seems seems so. like it's going to yeah. be a
4: good win. I think so. I mean, obviously, it's really hard to say because you're talking about what's probably going to be a 40-hour game. And who knows how it all shakes out. But I feel like I really was interested in the characters from the jump. Uh, it looks beautiful. Uh, the combat is very engaging. And I can definitely see how it has a lot of potential in terms of its skill ceiling and where it could go. The boss battles were actually low key fantastic and had elements of Final Fantasy XIV in there. Um, Soken is scoring the game and he is a genius. Yes, he uh, is. Yoshi Yoshi P is essentially leading it as the game's producer or the leader of Creative Business Three, a uh, business unit three, and he is also a genius. There's just a lot of factors that make me go. This is probably going to rock, you know. Um, and I'm really interested in it. And I'm, I'm just very optimistic. And yeah, I, I think it'll be good. It's a gut feeling.
2: Two follow ups. A, a lot of good things in that yeah. project. Yeah. 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 How was how that
0: trip to Japan? Like that? It that must just be walking around
4: Square Enix.
0: Studios and like, yeah. <laughs> what? I was
4: actually walking around. The event was hosted in the Luminous Offices, funny oh, enough. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, that's yeah. kind of okay. You know, that's maybe a little awkward. Kind of, yes, it is. Um, but yeah, like, look, S- Square invited me, and um, you know, I, as I mentioned, um, uh, I was there just for about five or six hours, and um, it was great. And I, the real thrill was just to, the chance to get to meet with those people that make the game extraordinarily talented, experienced developers. The guy that's directing this game directed Final Fantasy V. The guy who's making the combat made the combat in Devil May Cry V. Like the guy who is essentially the project lead is the guy who's the project lead on Final Fantasy XIV. And Koji Fox, who is is such an unsung hero, I think. He is, agree. The tra- he is like, we see him as the translator for Yoshi-P, but he leads the localization of Final Fantasy XIV. And he has led the localization of sixteen. But he's also had a hand in shaping the script. He also oversaw, led, slash, directed the um, voice capture and motion capture sections. Uh, um, sessions, right? So he is a very powerful creative force in that game. And the work that he has done to localize the Final Fantasy thing, which, you know, like convert it from the Japanese thing into an English thing that really resonates with us, he has done a remarkable job. So uh, just to be able to hang out with those people, speak to them. As I said, in the video, it was very humbling because you just, you know, you, these people who have done so much and contributed so much to video games. And um, yeah, it was just really cool to just to, to meet with them.
0: Second question. And then we'll wrap. What was it like being at the center of kind of like virality on the internet? When you asked the interview questions regarding the idea of a JRPG and the internet just took that in it,
4: it. Yeah. Went. Well, so interesting. Took- Yeah, interestingly enough, and this goes back to what I spoke about earlier where I'm like, I was not the center of that story at all in that I was not the center of that virality. The question that I asked was the center of it. Right. And the response from Yoshi P was the center of it. And so no one was saying, oh, Skill Up. No one was saying, oh, Skill Up, you know, had a really- stupid take on that or you shouldn't have asked. Like I just I really just extricated myself from that situation and just let Yoshi P speak and like my question do its thing and I let Yoshi P's responses do their thing. Right. Um and I was very happy with how that all went because as soon as he said it, I was like, this is big, right? This is big. <laughs> this is one of the most successful game makers of all time from Japan talking about the fact that the term JRPG is low-key offensive. As soon as it came out of his mouth I'm like this is news. And I knew that It was going to do the rounds as soon as I asked it. And that's why I was also particularly careful to be like, okay, let's just let Yoshi P's words do the talking and then people can have the discussion they want to have around it. And I think it was a really interesting discussion. Um, You know, I think some people will certainly stop using the term JRPG as a result. I think others won't Mm. because, again, I think he kind of ended on a note where he's like, the term means something different now to him. It has more positive connotations. Personally, for me, JRPG has never had negative, inherently negative connotations. 100%. I, yeah, I, I have disliked some JRPGs. I'm more distant from that genre today than I used to be when JRPGs were essentially the center of video games. Like we're talking back in the Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10 days, where they were the kind of the most ambitious video games being made by many metrics. Um, so... I'm less close to that genre now, but I still play Xenoblade and I love it. It's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Um, so, and I, and I, so I personally, I think I'll still keep using the term JRPG because I, I respect, I respect that term in many ways. You know what I mean? I, I it has, it JRPGs have helped shaped the person I am today. Um, and I've never had those negative connotations with it. And also, as I said, because Yoshi P is like, look, it means something different today. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to be honest. You distance yourself so well from that. I was not sure what JP was talking about when he first said it. And I didn't realize that came from your interview. It was, it was a brilliant, a good job. Uh, distancing. <laughs> I think for it, sure. I heard it. I heard about it from a PC gamer and I guess they were talking about your interview. Yes. So
0: that's, that's wild. it all came from the interview. Yeah. Which huh. yeah. it is like monetarily and business wise, I'm sure they all linked back to your video. Right. So that was like a giant win.
4: Uh, I mean, you know, so I don't, I'm not necessarily. That's I don't a yes. All right, let's wrap. That. Uh, well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, I think it was the, the, that was one of the situations where, it, like, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the source material. It was what actually happened. Like, right. that, that right, right, right. Like, that whole thing, we had a huge discussion about that on my channel. Like, and, and I, right. you know, I read the first, like, it was, it was a, that thing was a big deal. Um, regardless of who interviewed him or who said it or anything, like, that was, yeah. Like,
4: yeah. yeah exactly. That was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I look back on that because awesome. I'm like, I'm, Pretty proud of that you know, like pretty great like question. We don't make yeah. we don't make much news in the world of YouTube. You know what I mean? Like we are we rely it's on very rare, sources. yeah. yeah and Twitch streamers are the same thing. You know, like it's because also we don't get a lot of access, and that's a whole other podcast obsession we could have in terms <laughs> of the two tiered system when it comes to media and YouTubers. Where like you know, I'm fucking hustling to get a Resident Evil 4 review code this week. Probably not going to happen, yeah. Uh because again, YouTubers just don't get a look in on so many opportunities. So it's nice to be invited to those sorts of things. Have have the chance to um, speak to those people face to face and yeah, have the chance to make some news on occasion. That's, that's, I like that. You know? Yeah. We, we caught, uh, Phil
0: Spencer in an interview and had a, just a very nice. small slice of that that got picked up by like IGN and GameSpot and all that type stuff. Uh, oh, which one was that? What was that? I honestly forgot what he said right. that we, okay. there was one part where he was uh, Zeke asked him about, he was talking
2: about game pass stuff. Right? It, it was probably game oh. pass
0: related. Uh, we yeah. went, there was this, another side of uh viralness that came from it, because Zeke asked him if rich people want free stuff from him, and he said like, "No, fuck those guys. They can buy the game or something <laughs> like that." And so that that <laughs> clip went viral a little bit.
2: I didn't uh, see that. Well, oh, the, the killer, yeah, the, killer the, the killer instinct thing too. Yeah, that was the
0: the killer instinct thing is what got picked up by IGN and all that type yep. of stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, cool. Yeah, but you're right. It, it's access is a strange thing for sure. Anyways. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It, it was yeah, man. Uh, an absolute blast to have you on. It's what, 7 a.m. for you right now?
4: It is. Again, I apologize for messing up. Totally not. Dude, times, that's not the worst. at all. Yeah. So.
0: That's it. fucking Those stupid. Are the actual worst. No one falls for that at all. Time zones are bad it's enough, the and
2: then daylight savings on top of it. Is right, just, I didn't even it's know it works.
0: was a thing until Barry, uh, who does engineering and admin stuff for us, was like, all right. You guys are starting an hour earlier today, and I said no. <laughs> and I go, oh God, right. Skillup probably didn't think about that at all because it didn't change for him. Yeah, either. no, he did not. He did not. <laughs>
4: yeah. No, but thank you very much for having me. As I said, I've um, definitely checked in on the podcast multiple times over the years, and um, yeah, just really um, have enjoyed you know watching you guys. And um, as I said, for years now we've been trying to make this happen, and I'm, I'm really glad we finally got the chance. And I hope I can come back one day. Hey, not to yeah. not to, re- not to invite myself back, but it was fun no, hanging no, out. No, I hope no. we can you do it again. You are welcome to
0: come back as long as you're willing to get up at 5 a.m. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll wait <laughs> until daylight <laughs> savings time
4: is finished, and then we can we can talk
0: about.
2: Okay, it, we'll circle. Yeah. Well, was an uh, army cool. of things we could have talked about. We'll have to wait until they announce Destiny three, uh, and then we then we can like bring you in. And we can all right. talk about it. Be
0: back
4: for <laughs> final shape next year.
0: We'll have you it's on like for final shape. First. It'll there either be Final Shape or Starfield depending on where Ooh, you fall on that. Yeah. 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 Well, well, yes. I mean. Well, there's a lot yeah, of games gonna that be. are going to be fun reviews this year. Starfield. Yeah, man. Final Zelda 16. Ze- God, hold on. 16. I have one final question. Where do you sit on <laughs> Zelda Breath
4: of the Wild? I mean, Zelda
0: is The is
2: Wild or the new
4: one? The well, Breath of The Wild is It's obviously one of the best games ever made. No question Okay. All, that, right, right, all right. So, there we you know, go. This, I I don't know anyone that you really disagrees with that. That's right, good. Oh, God.
2: Everything was going so well. I loved you. (laughs) You You made me love you, (laughs) and then you ruined it. You ruined it all. I
0: have have the last bastion on this podcast for Zelda fans. (laughs) Let's do some shout-outs. We'll call it a show. Co, why don't you start us off?
2: Uh, as always, a huge thank you to JP and Zeke, and of course, a very special thank you to, uh, to Skillup. Me and Skillup have have been going back and forth on random Twitter things for got a long time now. Always, always love his mm-hmm. takes on stuff. And uh, yeah, just huge thanks for being on the show. My name is Co. I'm currently in a Last Epoch hole. Uh, we also may be playing some Stalker, Clear Sky. We've got Resident Evil right around the corner. Um, all sorts of fun stuff coming up. So hope you drop by the channel twitch.tv slash Co Carnage. And uh, yeah, come say hi. Thanks for watching,
1: Zeke. Do some shout outs. yo uh, what's up everybody thank you guys for watching first and foremost and thank you for skill up thank you to skill up for being here um, always nice to hear the like a different kind of perspective like I, 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 YouTube world is so new and so or not new but so like you know different from what I do every day so hearing that perspective is always so much fun and informative so thanks for being on uh, thanks Co and JP for you know doing what we do every week it's always great was have fun my name is Ezekiel the Third. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore iii on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Ezekiel the Third, all spelled out, on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I broadcast most every day at day, ten a.m. Pacific. And uh, I'm going to be starting uh, since it's, since it's past its hype hype time, I can actually start a game. Dead Space remake. We're going to do the Dead Space remake starting on Tuesday. So uh, if you want to come see me scream and cry and blast some aliens, come on down. That's what I got. Thank you very much. That's it. And finally, Skill Up. Do some shout-outs.
0: Oh. People check your
4: stuff out. Yes, we made a shout-out oh, yes. card for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow, I have a card and everything. That's nice. Um, Yeah, no, uh, I'm skill SkillUp. You will find me on YouTube on the... Wait, I've lost my train of thought now. The, the card is intimidating. Um, I, yeah, I'm on YouTube and uh, do game reviews and news. You will also find the um, FPS podcast there. As I said, this week is big because we've got uh, Joe Blackburn, the... Creative director of Destiny 2. He's joining us. Very exciting. That's going to go up this coming weekend. Um, I've got my Destiny 2 review dropping this week as well. I apologize. It's an hour long, but, uh, you know, I always have too much to say on Destiny. And um, there's actually some other stuff coming this week as well. I actually have a whole bunch of other uploads which I can't talk about. Previews under embargo for two titles that I'm actually quite interested in. So, yeah, a lot of content this week. Um, you will find it all on my channel. I'm also on Twitter, unfortunately, at uh, SkillUpYouTube. <laughs> And uh, you can also grab the podcast. You can grab the RSS feed if you just look it up on Spotify or Apple iTunes or whatever else. So that's me. Fantastic. We will not be back next week. Me and
0: Co are out. Zeke might do a show by himself. I don't know if that was a joke, but he he said he was going to.
1: Uh, yep. <laughs> I'm going to have a couple of guests and we're going to do. I know. I will relish having two days off. That'll be awesome.
0: There you go. No show next week. Uh, like I said, me and Co are out. Diablo 4 is happening, though. Uh, that's going to be a, a beta. Uh, we'll talk about that. You guys, I played that
4: beta, by the way.
0: We did not. So this is our very first. good. Uh, 4. very good. What class should we play? What class oh, is broken? I only played. <laughs> I don't know. I only played. What's the, the meta?
4: Um, <laughs> that's right. After my 10 hours of the game, tell us. Um, no, I played the Rogue and it's, it's, very, it's very dark. You're going to be surprised at how dark this is. Okay. I'll tell you that right now.
2: It's you. Like, no, like turn up the brightness, you. dark, or like stab into the eyes. No, no, no. <laughs>
4: not Like, game of like House of Dragons, dark. No, I mean, like, uh, I mean, tonally dark. Okay. Uh, and I was not quite ready for that. It's always been a dark franchise, or at least one and two were, but this one definitely kicks it up a notch.
0: Cool, nice. All right, well, that starts uh, Friday. I'm sure we'll be talking about it in two weeks. Thank you so much for watching Drop Frames. We are out of here. We'll see you on the 26th. Maybe we'll grab a Diablo fan or two, and uh, talk Diablo 4. For now, though, we're out. Have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.